What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB right here live, 6 a.m. every day. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. This is Talk That Talk Tuesday. Talk and I will talk back. We got a lot of going on today. Uh, Steve Kim will join me later on. We'll talk Tom Brady's career. We'll put it in perspective along with how well Dak played. Dak Prescott played well finally. And if the Cowboys can beat the 49ers or not, we're going to break that down when Steve Kim joins us. Hopefully Matt McChesney can join us as well. We're going to break down, is this the last GM Tom Brady ever plays for, or is he moving on? And are the Raiders a fit? We're going to break that down. It is time to wake up with me. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Still a lot of basketball to play. Still a lot of NFL playoffs to play. So go bet and get 50% off using the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And don't forget to head on over to CanadaDipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Gets you 20% off plus free shipping. And if any of you watched Sean Salisbury and I last night, kind of watching the live watch party, you saw the bar behind me. That was that was a proud sponsor of Kionis Builds. Make sure you head on over to Kionis Builds if you ever need a bar, cabinetry, anything like that. He's the greatest there is. Q-U-I-N-O-E-Z-B-U-I-L-D-S. Kionis Builds on Instagram. Go check it out. Plus, so much more today. Steve Kim, Matt joins me. We're going to break this thing down. I got a lot to talk about. And uh, appreciate everybody in the chat. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. If you're not one, especially the new Discord, Slap Nation, Coach's Crew, head on over there and become a member of that today if you're not one already. Live chat, talk, text all day long. It is what it is. Join it in today. I'll see you on the other side for the quote of the day. believe Lamar Jackson can play in Miami it doesn't fit he has too many good wideouts there wide receivers do not like Lamar Jackson contrary to your belief I don't believe Miami's a good fit at all whatsoever he can't get those guys the football there's too much speed there Lamar Jackson does not understand what an anticipatory throw is he's not a passer you have to be a passer in Miami to get the ball to Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Lamar is furthest thing from a passer he is a thrower and uh he does not fit well in miami contrary to your belief that's my opinion and uh but what do i know um so you know it is what it is so head on over to coachjbstore.com the new t-shirts are out i'm ordering we one today mediocrity is the new excellence uh we put that on a shirt i had to i had to put that on a shirt um that is real shit. I want to get that shit going viral. Get that bitch out there to the masses. That shirt needs to be worn by everybody out there right now. Um, lots to discuss today. Uh, before we get started, let me get you quote of the day. Life is like an elevator. On your way up, sometimes you have to stop and let some people off. <laughs> Contrary to belief, 
We haven't even started, but that should have been a contrary to the belief fucking quote of the day. Uh, life is like an elevator on your way up. Sometimes you have to stop and let some people off. That is real shit. <coughs> Please understand that is as real as it gets. Make sure you drop some motherfuckers off on your way up, dog, because they're going to carry you and hold you down. They are going to try to hold you down and get off on every fucking level. They're going to try to get off on every floor to hold your ass down. Trust me. And it's usually your homies you think are your best homies. Or maybe even blood. It could be your own fucking blood. Don't get it twisted. Um, Contrary to belief, brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. Head on over to CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB. Um, contrary to belief, I thought about quitting, but then notice who was watching me. If you've never seen that picture, it's a lion. And then behind the lion, there's some cubs. And it's a good quote. When I was coaching, I thought it was a good quote. I used to look, I used to look it up and I was like, I like it. It's okay. But then I always had the mentality of teaching never to quit, regardless of what's behind you. So contrary to belief, I never thought about quitting ever. (laughs) So I like the picture, and it's a good feel-good story picture. The lion with the cubs behind it. I thought about quitting, but then I saw who's behind me, and it's my babies or my kids or my family or whatever. Well, I never thought about quitting from the jump, so I don't really give a fuck who's behind me, contrary to belief. So I take the real and make it even realer. And that's just what it is. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you guys can understand that one. Um, Life is too short for me to run miles for people who don't take steps for me. If you can't take a fucking baby step towards me or for me, I'm not running miles for you anymore. And a lot of you people need to sit sit back and think about that shit. may even be your own damn relationships or whatever the fuck you do marriages, friendships, whatever it is. If motherfuckers can't take a baby step for you, stop running miles for them. Please, please stop running fucking miles for motherfuckers that don't even want to take a step for you. I don't know if people understand that, but it just is what it is. And uh, just contrary to belief, so-called friends who want to go can go. Let them go. Let them find out real quick where it is they're going. Because <laughs> they may be going somewhere that has no fucking return. And that's okay. Let that bitch-ass motherfucker go. That just is what it is. Uh, we're here for Talk That Talk Tuesday. Um, poll question, is Tom Brady finished? Is Tom Brady done? Poll question. Drop your chat. Drop your comments in the chat. Um <clears throat> You know, drop your comments in the chat. Uh, Tom Brady finished. Listen, he's 45. He'll be 46, I think, on August 3rd or August 1st or something. He's going to be 46 years old, which I'm 46 right now. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. My buddy... uh. My buddy was, we were playing poker the other day and I have, my poker chairs have rolling wheels on them. And uh, the floor is a wooden floor. It's, it's a cigar lounge floor. 
And, uh, you know, he's a heavy dude, but he leaned forward and the wheels went out. And that motherfucker fell down on the floor. And he was okay. Thankfully, he's okay. And everybody's making fun of it. And we're talking shit and having a good time, all drunk, smoking cigars, chilling. He's about 50. That motherfucker struggled to get up. Let me tell you. Putting it in perspective, I'm 46. Shit. I wake up every day stiff as a porn dick. I can't imagine. Tom Brady still playing at 46 years old in the NFL. When Dak Prescott, I believe, is the oldest quarterback still left in the playoffs. He's 29. He's 29 years old. So I don't know where he goes. I don't know where he goes. Uh, I said it live on the show last night with Sean Salisbury while we were doing a watch party. I said, if Tom Brady has to throw the football 60 times, it's not going to be good today. And that was before the game started. He threw it 66 times. They got blown out. So what do I know? Um, I don't know. I don't know where he plays. Uh, I think I said before the season, man, but what do I know? Uh, there's receipts out there if you guys want to go check. Prior to the season, I said the Bucks will struggle, so will Tom Brady. Now let me put Tom Brady struggling in perspective. Tom Brady threw for 4,700 yards, 30-plus touchdowns um, at 45 years old. All right? At 45 years old. I just want to put that in perspective. He led the NFL in completions with over 550 after last night's performance. 550 completions at 46 years old. I just want to put that in perspective. That is a season that we are now looking at as a bad one. He led the league in a lot of categories. He just, everyone's like, okay, he's old. He's, I mean, it is. He is old. Like, he is. Like, I really am overseeing him play because I just want you to be away, go away as the greatest. Now it's two seasons. It's two seasons um, in a row where you lost to the Rams. Now you lost to, um, now you, and now you lost last night. And it's just like, dog. <coughs> um, What have you done for me lately? You know people only look at you for what have you done for me lately. Like, just be honest. You know that that's how people judge us. What have you done for me lately? That's all people are going to care about. So how many you long, How many more years can you do it? How long do you want to continue to play? I, I just don't know, man. I just think he's he's doing it now at a point where, where fuck, we're just giving him jobs because who he is uh, for what he's done. Not for who he is right now. Because who he is right now is still a pretty damn good guy quarterback in the league. But in a league that's transcending to young athletic quarterbacks, which franchise really is going to take a shot at Tom Brady at 46 years old? Do the Raiders want to take a shot at him? When the league is transcending into a young athletic quarterback, 29 years old is the oldest in the league right now. Dak Prescott, 29, is the oldest. Um, or as Josh McDaniels say, this guy can still win with me because he knows my system. I got, I got Stidham as a backup for him. We'll trade Carr, get some capital for him. We got Devontae Adams. We got Waller. I, I don't know. We got Renfro. Um, are those wideouts better than Godwin and Evans? No. Devontae Adams may be the best one guy, 
Um, but not as a total. I think the, the Bucks wideouts are better. I, I'm not going to stay on this Tom Brady thing too long, but <clears throat> man, they are a puzzling team to watch when they still have a lot of talent. I'm looking around and I'm like, fuck, they got as much talent on the wide at the wideout position as, as anyone. Why have they struggled? Understand, this team ended the season at 8 and 10. That is their record. As if they've been eliminated last night, they're 8 and 10. That is an 8 and 10 football team with Mike Evans, Godwin, Russell Gage, who I hope is okay. We just kind of ended that one. Nobody really talked about fucking what happened to him. Uh, he's been carted off, taken to the hospital, and no one's mentioned his fucking uh, status. So I hope he's okay and is and is up and running. Um, Julio Jones at the, at the ascent of his career, obviously, but I think even Gronk knew that this team was missing something. Now, I don't know what it is, but it looks like Todd Bowles was the missing piece. And it looks like Todd Bowles is a guy that needs to be a defensive coordinator. He does not fit the bill as a head coach in the NFL. He's too nonchalant, laissez-faire, sits around, watches everything, doesn't say shit to Tom Brady coming off the field. In the day's league where we have tempo offenses, running fast, going fast, RPO, at the huddle, hang huddle. These quarterbacks, in my opinion, need an offensive guy as the head coach. And I understand. We talked about it last night. Belichick, Parcells, Coward, Tomlin. These guys have had great careers, won Super Bowls. But now we're transitioning into a young athletic quarterback league. And I believe the defensive coach as the head coach is going to end up being outed. Dog, the Staley's of the world. I mean, the weirdo fuck that vapes on the sideline is an offensive guy. That is the guy that this league is transcending into. Staley's the guy that's going to hold back a Herbert type of player. That is where we're at right now. So I think we got to understand, we got to get these young coaches Daniel Jones, who's he benefiting from right now? Brian Dable, offensive guy. Uh, these guys have to have offensive coaches, in my opinion. Sean Payton got to get somewhere where he has a quarterback that can uh, do some things. I'm going to break that Sean Payton down, thing down. I'm going to get you uh, what I think about it here in a minute. I'm going to break that down as well, but. Uh, that's just, I didn't even expect to start the show off like that, but that's where we are. Um, I got to get into this thing. Apparently I got to ask what, what's fuck's going on with this gas stove shit that the government's trying to throw on everybody. They now come out with this stat that the houses, uh, that, that houses with gas stoves have a 47% chance of increased cardiovascular events. What the fuck is a cardiovascular event? Uh, now we're making up stats and shit for stat that. We're, the stat analytics shit is fucking blowing my mind, okay? Stop with the stat that shit. I'm tired of hearing about fucking stat that, okay? Uh, I am fucking tired of hearing about stat that. 
Okay, please miss me with the stat debt shit. Um, 47% of host houses with gas stoves. Well, let me ask you something. So gas stoves have been around for I don't know how long. I don't know how many older cats in this chat that are my age. But goddamn, dog. Let's give you real. Now we're going to break down gas stoves being a big problem in America. <laughs> Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. I Kansas is loaded with electric stoves. I, I, first state I've ever been in with electric stoves are everywhere. I fucking hate an electric stove. It's the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. I don't, you better not put no fucking electric stove in my fucking house. Um, I'm hearing a report that uh, Byron Leftwich was fired, but I haven't confirmed. I just saw it uh, on Twitter. Was Byron Leftwich fired? Uh, one day after the game, I don't know. It hasn't even been an hour. It hasn't even been ten hours. Um, I I don't. The, the offense struggled, man. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I've never seen a defense look that bad. I've never seen a defense that doesn't understand combo coverage in the NFL. How can three defensive players be so fucked up on that last touchdown Cowboys scored? All three of them were fucked up. And that's Bowles' defense. That shit is horrible. You should have fired yourself if you did end up firing Byron Leftwich. But these hires and fires come from up top. Head coaches don't even fire coordinators no more. It comes from GMs and shit. It's just such a fun. I, I would never really want to be a coach in the NFL. It's just too damn political. I don't want to fucking hear. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, have you guys heard about the fucking uh, Mall of America? Have you guys seen this? They kicked a kid out of the Mall of America uh, for wearing a uh, Jesus Lives shirt or some shit like this. I don't care what you wear, dog. I just don't. I don't get offended by symbols and shit. I, I just, I'm confused as to why are we now picking and choosing on who we're throwing out of places. So now this is a thing again? We're throwing... No, it's not. Actually, it's not. It's so apparently they wanted him to leave because of this T-shirt this kid's wearing right here. Love Jesus or Jesus loves or some shit. I don't know. But they threw him out of the mall. So I'm confused as to why they threw him out the mall. I have no fucking idea why. Look, at kids are looking at the back of his shirt and shit. Uh, mall of America, Minnesota. In Minnesota. Um, I didn't even know malls were a thing anymore. Uh, Jesus is the only way. Yeah, Jesus saves. They threw his ass out the mall. It became a viral video. It's trending all over Twitter. Um, they threw the motherfucker out of the mall. I, I have no idea, dog. I don't know. I have no idea. It's pretty crazy. Um, Bill O'Brien's a leading candidate to become the next Patriots OC. If this does happen, who does save and replace him with? Because spring ball is quickly approaching Alabama Crimson Tide fans. Who does Saban replace Bill O'Brien with? Who is out there available? I have one name. It's a guy named Cliff Kingsbury. He needs to become a better head coach anyway. Who better are you served to coach under the Nick Saban? Maybe that helps Cliff Kingsbury become the next uh, 
Sark, Lane Kiffin gets another head job. Saban has always been able to fix coaches. Well, Cliff Kingsbury's out there. Does he fit the Alabama persona? I don't know. But again, I can see Saban maybe having a deal there. Maybe that's why Cliff went to Thailand. Maybe he's already has a deal in place to become the next OC at Alabama. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing that out there. Um, just throw that out there. Yeah, it's a perspective thing, man. We can wear t-shirts that say fuck you on it and we're okay. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, we can throw t we could we could we could rock t-shirts all day long that say fuck you and fuck Trump, fuck Biden. They have shirts of this all over. You can wear the you can have the flag that ha- that basically like what part of America is okay with, like, I'm just telling you, listen, if we're freedom of speech, we're freedom of speech. I don't understand how we're fucking not, that's not included for freedom of symbolism or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But we can roll around calling president, telling presidents to fuck themselves, right? With flags, t-shirts, stickers on our bumpers. And that's Okay. Like the blatant disrespect for a sitting president or a former president in the United States blows my mind. Like we have lost all respect. I don't care if you don't like him. I don't care if he's a fucking garbage, horrible puppet master of a fucking country. Like I just don't remember the time that we used to say, you know, have bumper stickers and flags saying fuck this guy or fuck that guy. But then you can't wear a T-shirt like this kid is in a mall and get kicked out. Like, I'm just saying, I don't give a fuck either way. I'm not pro or anti. I don't give a fuck. Like, I think you should do whatever the fuck you want to do. But it just blows my mind that we're okay with some shit and we're not with the other shit. And, like, we are so fucked up, man. Our leadership is unfucking believably bad. I'm just throwing it out there. Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, if I say this, and if I show this, my dad's going to turn over in his grave because he was a Jamie Lee Curtis fan to death. He loved Jamie Lee Curtis. He thought she had, like, the best titties in ever on as an actress. He loved her in Trading Places. He loved her in all these different movies. Jamie Lee Curtis was bad in Halloween back in the day. She was fine as a motherfucker. I got to tell you, if you go back and look at Jamie Lee Curtis back in the day, she was pretty bad. In the first Halloween, have you ever seen the first Halloween, like in the 70s? Jamie Lee Curtis was bad. But uh, she came out and was basically saying that I hope all out there in the Twitter verse that at the moment of your death, your final words are not, I wish I had gotten the shot. <laughs> that was on 8121. All right. That's in the midst of the, 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 the whole pandemic, right? See, I, I go, I kind of flip the other way. I kind of argue. I kind of argue like, um, I hope I don't die because I took the motherfucker. That's what I kind of leaning towards. I don't know how you feel, but I'm kind of leaning the other way. 
Like, maybe I shouldn't have took the motherfucker. How many of motherfuckers are actually saying that shit? That's kind of what I'm asking right now, this morning on this fine Talk That Talk Tuesday. Talk and I'll talk back. I don't know if that one right there is something I'll say when I pass. I might be saying the other one. And I think motherfuckers are looking into as to why all these young kids are passing away from heart ailments and all these other things. Uh, I'm going to actually say, fuck, I shouldn't have got that motherfucker. That's kind of where I'm looking at. Yeah, exactly. I got a lot of nursing and doctor friends, man. And they said that shit hasn't stopped COVID one bit. They got people getting it every single day. Because guess why? It's the new flu. And the last time I checked, there is no fucking cure. So your body actually fights off the flu. But guess what? What, is I, what do I know when I said it's just the new flu? But I'm the asshole. It's not the new flu. This thing kills everybody. Shut the fuck up. Is it really? No. So we don't really know what the fuck we did to ourselves as a country. But guess what? I know this, motherfuckers are still getting it, and they sold motherfuckers on taking it. I know that shit, but guess what? Fuck that. I ain't doing it. Uh, I got to show you something about the Vikings. I got a little stat dad information for you about the Vikings. Um, the Vikings are the only team in the Super Bowl era to complete at least 80% of their passes with no turnovers. They gave up no sacks and still lost. NFL teams have been 47-0 and in the Super Bowl era when doing all of that in a game before last Sunday when the Vikings lost to the Giants. That is pretty impressive stat to know. The Vikings lost when they... Fucking Kirk Cousins were it was 80% completion percentage, no turnovers, and never got sacked. And they lost. They lost. Kind of impressive. Kind of impressive stat right there. Um shit. That's pretty pretty uh pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Let that stat resonate with you. And this is the same team who got outscored during the regular season with a 12 and 4 record or whatever they had. 13 and 5. What were they? 12 and 5? Uh it's crazy. It's crazy about that one. That's pretty interesting. I got an interesting take. Uh all the bitch made cats out here that defends, you know. Life's about perspective, dog. I got to be honest, all right? And football has always been a collision sport, just so we're clear. There's only two of them in the country. And, and I believe hockey should be a third one, but they don't classify it as one. They classify it as a contact sport. I think hockey should be a collision sport. Football and NASCAR, car racing, are the only two collision sports um, classified as collision sports. Everything else is contact. Hockey, basketball, baseball. I don't know how baseball is contact, by the way. I think it's non-contact. Um, that's how they classify certain sports and certain things. 
So in the world of contact or collision sports, football used to be collision sport. I believe you can class declassify football and put that shit into the non-contact category because we're so pussy that it fucking blows my mind. Football is no longer a collision sport. Let me just be clear. That shit is a contact sport now. It is not a collision sport. I would replace football with hockey as a collision sport. But having said that, um, I got a little interesting take. I got a little interesting take. Uh, This shit right here is for shits and giggles. Everybody loves it. They want to see it. They like it. Has anyone ever been hit on the side of the head with an open-handed slap that hits or covers your eardrum? Has anyone ever had it happen? Has anyone been water skiing and hit this water with your ear and blew out your eardrum? I have. I have an eardrum that I've busted and ruptured. And when people are fucking with me, like females or whoever, I always tell them, don't hit my fucking ear. Because that bitch is a motherfucker. It hurts. All right. It fucking hurts. If you've ever ruptured an eardrum, I'm sure somebody in here has had to have ruptured an eardrum. Please raise your hand. So having said that, this is how perspective, this is how we put things in perspective. Football, no God, God, we can't hit each other. We can't have a wedge buster. We can't hit you in the mouth. But we could slap you like a and nobody trips on this. Look at that motherfucker's face, homie. Why the fuck is that not a problem? I, I, I'm just saying, dog. Fucking concussion from that shit? Come on, Alan. We can't play football no more, but we can do that shit. Bust eardrums, fucking bust our face. This motherfucker's face is deformed. See, that's why I used to hit motherfuckers with an open hand. I used to slap motherfuckers like men. I slap men in a heartbeat. Because that is the ultimate sign of disrespect. Open hand slap a dude. I don't give a fuck what you say. You are the biggest bitch made cat in the world. If you get slapped in the face by another dude. It is the sign of disrespect. I used to slap the fuck out of motherfuckers. I, oh man, you don't even want to know. I can get into a whole book about it. I had a motherfucker, boy, you don't even know. He was talking so much shit, I had to go run up on him back in the day. Oh, my God. I slapped that motherfucker so hard, he buckled into the car door uh, of his of his, of his his Nissan fucking truck. Oh, dog. And my homeboys were laughing so fucking hard. I'm just going to be honest. Open hand slapping a motherfucker is the most ultimate sign of disrespect possible. 
That's why when a man hits a woman like Dana White did, it blows my mind how you don't think he's a bitch-made cat. You hit a woman with an open-hand slap. I would argue that I'd rather get socked with a fist than open-hand slap, especially if I'm in a fight. I'd rather you hit me with a fist than an open-hand slap. If you slap me, dog, that it, it, it is what it, 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 there is no ending. If you slap me, there's no ending to it until I get, get you. <laughs> right? Like, period. You slap a motherfucker with an open hand slap, man to man. A man slapping a man. It is the ultimate sign. I don't give a fuck. People gonna say, nah, coach, spitting on me. Nah, dog. Spitting is probably second. Spitting is right there with it. Spitting on a person, spitting on a man. I believe is uh, right there. One A, one B. Open hand slap though. Uh, I gotta, I gotta say, open hand slap takes the cake. Spitting on somebody versus open hand slap as a man, man to man. Now, I, I, I got, I, I gotta say, dog. I don't want either one. I don't want either one. But I would never spit on you. I think that shit is kind of weird. See, if you spit on somebody, I think that is it. I think you are a bitch. If you slap a motherfucker, the bitch is the one getting slapped. See the difference? Uh, that is my breakdown, Kaiser. That's my understanding. Did you hear what I just said? Did you listen to what I said? If you spit on me, I think you're the bitch for spitting. If you get slapped by me, I think you're the bitch for getting slapped. So there's a fucking huge difference. I think spitting is just some weird old weird shit. If you spit on a motherfucker, I think you're just a big old bitch. If you get slapped, you're the bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, exactly. Exactly, Wolfie. Whatever the fuck your name is. Um. I don't know if you guys know Marcus Peters, the DB for the Ravens. He always has given me bitch made cat vibes. Has he not given you guys bitch made cat vibes? Uh, has he? Has he? Uh, Hector, somebody's dying if you get spit on over a slap. I, I feel you. I'm telling you. I feel you. That's. But I'm saying. The guy that spits on you, though, is a big old bitch. Like, he's a weird fuck, right? If you got slapped, though, like, you gotta, you have a fucking obligation, right, to be like, oh, hell no. Nah. You just slapped me like a bitch? Like, there's a big difference. Like, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't get, uh, I couldn't get. Slap, dog. I'm sorry. Like, you spit on me, I'm going to fuck you up, no doubt. But I'm saying you're a weirdo, creepy, weird fuck for spitting on another dude, right? Slapping me, though, I'm just like, I got slapped like a bitch, dog. Like, there's no coming back from that. Like, it's bad. Uh, Marcus Peters has been a bitch-made cat for a long time. I know he's related to uh, Marshawn Lynch. He's an Oakland Bay Area cat from Cali. Um you see this? This motherfucker actually is uh, why Mixon got upset. He's always kind of just talk, talk, talk. He always does bitch-made shit. I mean, look at that shit. Like, I actually... I actually don't mind it. <laughs> like, that's the weird thing about today. Like, I don't mind 
uh, um, I don't mind the fucking uh, the thing, kind of. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you realize. I don't really know if I mind the nasty play. Like, like I'm going to be real. I don't mind it, dog. I'm sorry. I don't mind that shit. I don't know why I don't mind it. Um, hold on. Uh, I don't know why I don't mind it, but I don't mind the nasty play. Probably because I miss it so much. If that makes sense. It's probably because I miss the nasty play. Um, does that make sense? I, I it just to me, I, I miss that shit. So, what is your thought on this one? Um, hold on, let me see here. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Fuck! Hold on. I'm trying to show you. All right. Let me see. Hold on. I'm trying to fucking technologically sound here. Um. What's your take on this one? What the fuck am I play? Uh, what is your take on Tom Brady with the slide kick trip? <laughs> that motherfucker. <clears throat> that motherfucker's mad as fuck, dog. He is mad as shit. Look at that motherfucker. I'm rewinding that bitch. He is mad as hell. That motherfucker threw a pick. Look at him. Look at him. I'm trying to get that motherfucker. I'm going to trip that bitch. Look at that shit right there. What's the difference in that and that? What do you guys think is the difference? I'm curious on your take on that. I know everybody wants my take. I know everybody wants my take, um, but what is your take? What is your take? I got to ask you guys. I got to ask you guys. Ah, this is, I don't know how to put this, man. I don't know how to put this. Uh, why does he get a pass, Hector? Why does Brady get a pass? I don't know how to say this because I know all my soft bitch made cats are going to just go after me, which, you know, I love it. I don't really give a fuck, but I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to put it in perspective where everyone's going to say and flip it anyway, because you're going to hear a trigger word. But listen, when I played, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I ever tried to trip somebody, but I would gouge your eyes out in the pile. I would fucking grab your nuts, motherfucker. I will grab your throat. I used to grab motherfuckers' mouth and rip their fucking mouth. That is what a lot of us did back in the day underneath piles. And it was a gentleman's agreement. That was fucking football. When that pile started to stack, 
hey, you know, there was no holes barred underneath that shit. We used to see that shit all the time. What you saw by Peters was old school football. What you saw by Brady was a competitive motherfucker so mad he did a bitch made move. I don't know how I feel about it because I understand how Brady's my age. He comes from the same cut of cloth. He's a competitive motherfucker who wants to win. He's mad that someone is returning his football on another interception. He went after that motherfucker to try to trip him. He's going to get a pass because who he is. Peters is going to get slashed in the media because of what he did. And I don't know if I'm mad at either one. I don't know if I'm mad at either one of them because I'm old school and I think that is what football used to be. Like real shit. That is what football used to be. But we won't talk about it. We won't talk about that. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how I can explain it. Fucking voice. I don't know how I can explain how I feel about the two. Because, see, I'm old school. I used to love that shit. I used to dish it out, too. But just know, that's what used to happen under piles. I could see Brady being the bad little mad little boy who got, like, slapped. And he's the mad kid that's just trying to run into the fucking pile and pull your hair. Right? That's what I get with Brady on that shit. But at least he's not backing down he's competitive and he tried to go in there (laughs) but now in this world oh brady's gonna be the biggest bitch made cat there is he's gonna be the biggest bitch made cat there is but guess what i don't think he thinks anything's wrong with it i think he thinks that's being a competitive guy i'm just throwing it out there i'm just throwing that out there um guys for everything this year i really appreciate all your effort and i know it's hard for you guys too it's hard for us players to make it through and you guys got a tough job and i appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport we're very grateful for everyone's support and um you know hopefully um you know i love this organization it's a great place to be and thank you everybody for welcoming me all you regulars and um just very grateful for the respect and and i hope i Gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. That was Tom Brady. <clears throat> After he left, he left the field. He kissed his mom and dad on the lips. Fucking weird shit to me still. I still think it's weird. Kisses his son on the lips. <sighs> That's just not me. I just don't think my lips, you don't know where my lips were. Like, we know that motherfucker's probably weird as fuck. We probably know if he eats the pie, he eats the crust too. You know what I mean? So I don't want to be kissing my mom and dad on the fucking lips. That shit is weird as fuck. But anyway, having said that, um, he walked out. He walked out of the stadium. And, you know, everyone leaving the stadium, everyone's going to magnify it. Everyone's going to look at it like, oh, fuck, he's done. Is he done? Is he done? Is Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay? Is he done? Lambeau Field? Is is Tom Brady done? Nobody fucking knows. I don't believe his exit of the stadium fucking matters. I think Aaron Rodgers' exit of the stadium when he did not give his jersey up showed more than his exit of the stadium. That was my take on Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady thing, 
I don't think he gives a fuck. I, like he has $375 million waiting on him in the booth at Fox. So I don't think there's a real fucking issue. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where I, where I stand on that one. But again, remember, mediocrity is the new excellence. Head on over to CoachABStore.com. Get you one of these T-shirts. They're out there. They're up and running. I got to get me one today. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I think mediocrity is the new excellence, and I believe there's a team out there that will take Brady because they're so bad at quarterback. The NFL is so bad at quarterback, there's going to be a taker. What, is it the Raiders? I don't know. Uh Do, does Shanahan want to go back to a pro-style offense with a guy like Brady and let Purdy learn from Brady for a year? Or are you going to just run with Purdy right now and being more dynamic and offensively dynamic? See, I don't know if Shanahan wants that idea, likes that idea. I think a lot of these young coaches are fanboys. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give you a perspective nobody else will give you. I think the Staley's, the Shanahan, maybe not Shanahan because of his who his dad was, but the Staley's and the uh, the McDaniel's and the uh, and this guy in in Minnesota. I believe the coaches are fanboys of Tom Brady, and that is the reason they would coach him. Oh man, I could get to coach Tom Brady for a year. Fuck. I, on my resume, like I think that is bigger thing than actually wanting him on your team at 46 years old. That's just my perspective. A lot of people won't break that down and talk about it. I think these coaches are more fanboyish. These young ones, especially the Mike McDaniel's weird ass vaping, uh, than 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 he is, than they are needing a quarterback. Now the Raiders can possibly use them because what are they going to do? Go with Stidham? <clears throat> Are they going to trade for somebody? Are they going to draft one? <clears throat> I think you can go get Brady for a year until you figure out things and, and make it to the playoffs. I think Brady gets the Raiders to the playoffs. But having said that, uh, I could see Brady finishing his career in Vegas. Why not? What, what, what story ending would be greater than a Super Bowl in Vegas at 46 years old? That's pretty fucking crazy, right? How Vegas would be would be unfucking believable. You think the NBA fucking All Star game was crazy? See if the Vegas wins a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna be real. Think about that shit. Think about that shit. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. Uh, appreciate my main man, uh, John Hadley Whitlock show producer helps me out, gives me some good shit. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just a different perspective that I have. I think the fanboy in this thing wants to coach Tom Brady over the business side of things. So, uh, the Texans completed their interview process with Sean Payton, by the way, in L.A. Sean Payton's been interviewed by the Texans. We'll see where he ends up. Um, 
Lamar's teammates thinks he should be back, uh, thinks he's dynamic, but some don't. Uh, Sammy Watkins is on record saying he thinks he should have played in the game. Uh, what do you guys think? And have you heard the Michael Vick versus RG3 take? See, RG3 is the biggest bitch made cat there is. All right, I'm just going to be honest. He needs to wear my T-shirt, Mediocrity is the New Excellence. RG3 needs to wear this shirt on his fucking... He needs to wear this shirt backwards. RG3 needs to wear this fucking shirt backwards on fucking TV. Just being real. RG3 came out and said, anyone saying Lamar Jackson should just brace it up and go play regardless of the extent of his knee injury needs to get out of their head out of their asses. Michael Vick said, it's the playoffs. You're three games away. Put a brace on it. Get it going. Put a brace on it. Let's go. I played a whole season with a torn MCL. Michael Vick on Lamar Jackson's injury. See, I love, see, Vick was old school still. See, Vick was still an old school, still had that old school mentality because he was in the coming up back in the day. You had no choice. This is, let me give you a perspective of what the fuck's going on right now. Number one, we have made it a player-driven league, meaning players control the league. We've given the car keys to the players. The players now control everything. When Vic played, you had to earn your money. So if you fucking didn't play, guess what? Your ass wasn't getting paid. See, nowadays, motherfuckers can miss and get paid. NBA, baseball, football. Back in the day, it was cutthroat. Go ahead and miss. Go ahead and fuck yourself up in the offseason on a fucking motorcycle and don't get paid next season if you can't play and not available. That's why it used to be in contracts. No offseason jet skiing. No offseason snowboarding. No offseason skiing no off-season bungee jumping there was all this shit put in contracts i used to see these contracts from buddies of mine i'm like damn he's like yeah i can't do shit this was back early 2000s late uh, all the 80s and 90s we know but nowadays you see the the tatistas of the world and all these motherfuckers in the off-season getting hurt and still getting money you still paying these motherfuckers this big hundreds 200 300 million that is the problem that I have. So, without further ado, Matt McChesney is going to be joining us. I can't wait to hear uh, his take on on uh, Tom Brady. Uh, let's get right to Matt. Matt, what up? Good morning. CU uh, Cup. What's what's going on at CU? I get, I, can I get an update? Is it is it is the town buzzing or what's going on there recruiting wise? Oh, people are people are really buzzing to say the least. I mean, you know, he's he bagged Travis Hunter, obviously coming from Jackson State, and I think he's going to get that number one corner from Miami. Uh, I all I read was that his grandmother loved it, and man, if grandma likes it, it's over. Um, you know, they, they went out and got a really good pass rusher from Arkansas. I can't remember his name, but 10 TFLs, eight sacks last year. That they are just bringing kids in like crazy. And I don't think that they're going to go win the national title or anything, but they're going to be pretty good next year. I think Shador Sanders has a real chance and the town is buzzing. And, you know, it's 
it's good to see. Yesterday morning, I met. I had about an hour and a half meeting with Coach O'Boyle, the offensive line run game coordinator up there now. Uh, that came in with Coach Lewis from Kent State, and he's awesome. The old school coach, um, you know, wants tough sons of bitches, and you know, wants guys that are not going to be able to like take an ass chewing and move forward with their life and not cry. And <laughs> you know, it's it's just the it's it's a really it's really good time to be a Buffalo and. It's been a really long 20 years to say the least. So I'm uh I'm really excited about it, bro. I think that Dion has got a Dion has a natural draw anyway. People want to be around him, but players and kids and parents and they understand that he's genuine and that's really who he is. And now he's got the backing of a major institution that really wants to win. And you know, it's it's good to see. So things are good in Buffalo Country, bro. It's I can't say they're too good up in uh, I can't. I can't say it's good everywhere, but it, it's good in Buffalo country. That's for sure. Hey, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, give me a perspective on these two plays. Uh, Peters takes a shot at Mixon. He takes a takes a you know he puts his uh takes a little swing. Back in our day, this was football. I I just talked about this take. I, I this was football back in the day. Underneath piles, I used to gouge eyes out, grab your fucking mouth. I used to grab your nuts. I used, dick. Do, I used to do it all. Um, were, you, were, were you dick twisting under the pile? Oh, fuck. See, see, Matt, when you say that, people don't understand. That was a real fucking thing, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just for like the last week and a half, bro, on my podcast, on the radio show, everybody's been talking about twisting dicks. <laughs> but I'm saying like, Matt, think about it. I used to like, motherfuckers used to try to like, get my eyes under a pile, and oh, I'm like, oh. I grab Faye. I grab anything I could get. Like the that pile, was the pile is so nasty, and I I personally loved it because if you're the guy with the ball, you just kind of curl up, and I just always would laugh. I'd be like, I got the ball, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, and just, right. like, people are gonna whip your ass for a good thirty seconds, but that's okay. Um, that's right. So put that in perspective now, compared to Mark this. Marcus Peters needs to have his ass whipped, but th- this this is some quarterback shit. Oh, I, I I love that you say that. I love that you this said that because quarterback shit right here. Hey, you know what, Matt? I gotta be honest. People don't realize. I I said I said I said. Listen, I don't know how to put it in perspective, but that is the quarterback competitive edge in us who just threw a pick. And if you're a oh, nasty man. competitor like Tom Brady, who's 46, like us, that motherfucker. I I actually don't mind the motherfucker having those those that. He wanted to go pee like, fuck, I'm going to trip your fucking ass. He's so angry. He's like, I can't tackle you. I can't catch you, but I can trip you, bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, and, I, and, and Matt, and I don't know if I'm that mad at this either. Like, it's I don't cool. mind this. I'm not mad at either of them. Um, it's playoff football, division rivals, Baltimore and Cincinnati. They just played each other in week 18. Marcus Peters is already really, really chippy. Um, on top of that, he he's the lead leader in interceptions in his career. He's got like over 30, which is ridiculous. And like he he really cares. He's just kind of an asshole. And like this is that's not a bad thing. Coming from an asshole to another asshole, talking about Marcus Peters being an asshole. It's it's okay. Assholes, you know, we we can all smell each other to say the least. So it it's I don't have a problem with it. I, I'm more aggravated that Cincinnati's offensive line didn't whip his fucking ass on the field after he punched Mixon. And then with the Brady thing, I just, I think it's kind of funny. 
Hey, what's going on? You're trending in my chat right now. Uh, oh yeah, I, I call. I called out the CSU coach yesterday, and they got mad at me. So what happened? The 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 CSU offensive line coach, like for years at Nevada and last year, we've met so many times and sends him players and to Nevada and Colorado State. And last year, they came in and they, there was a big defensive tackle at a rap named Jabbar Ramos, who's a three-star that was committed to CSU forever. And they came in and dropped him within a week. And I thought it was kind of shady. I was like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be dropping in-state players a week before signing day. He had to go to Montana. And he's a definite D1 player. He's been in the gym all break. You know, and then Billy got his feelings hurt and blocked me on, on Twitter. So he can't see all of the work. He can't see all the linemen that are working. He'd like, just be a professional, you know? So yesterday morning, one of my linemen that just signed with them told me that he can't work out anymore because they told him not to. So for the next six months, he's just going to do push-ups in the gym, I guess, instead of actually like learn offensive line play. And I, I think it's, really detrimental to the kid and the state and i don't really care if csu people are mad at me about what i said yesterday on twitter i don't like y'all anyway and i don't have a problem not sending players there but i was trying so i didn't block him i'm trying to figure out where in their mind do they think that not recruiting the top players in the state at that position is a good thing so Again, you know, the, the the sheep up north are really aggravated about it, and I don't care. We are not the same. I do not like y'all anyway. I was simply trying to help them. If they don't want help and they want to do it this way, then it's okay for me to, to call them out. There's nothing wrong with getting called out. People have been calling me out on Twitter. It's okay. I'm not crying in my pillow. Oh, my God. Someone said they don't like me. My Instagram's deleted again. So You got you got deleted? Oh, yeah. This is the third time. <laughs> um, like I'm over it, man. I'm over social media, dog. There's not a platform for guys like us. I mean. Well, it's okay. Look. Look. I don't. If people get aggravated, they love their school. They're just. They just don't know how to articulate their feelings in any other way but anger. So I, look, I'm i not the nicest guy in the world. I don't have a problem calling people out. I don't really care if they don't like it. Um, I would be, if I was a CSU fan, I would be more concerned about them not recruiting the players in the state that should be in Fort Collins. Like, not everybody's going to be able to play in Boulder. There's another 10, 15 kids a year that go to Boise and Air Force and Utah State and Army and like the, the you know, the group of five player, quote unquote, because those guys just get under recruited. Uh, those guys should all be in Fort Collins. And I, I just I really doubt that Sonny Lubick would ever let the amount of Colorado kids leave Fort Collins that leave. So. Yeah. It's been rampant in Boulder too forever. I, I've pissed off all the people in Boulder so much over the years that like, you know, Darrell didn't even want to work with me because he was so intimidated by, by the message. So I, it, look, I can't, I can't really sit around and try and figure out what goes through other people's heads and hearts, but I know what mine is and I don't read the comments very much. So it's okay. You guys can be pissed off. I don't care. September 15th, right around the corner. I'm sure that they'll lock the gates on the sheep and we'll make some pelts. So good talk. If you want good players, recruit the room. If you don't, then you'll play them because I'm sending them to Boise and Air Force and everybody else.
Hey, uh, the, the Gage kid uh, got hurt last night at the end of the game. Um, yeah, that was ruthless, man. We don't know what happened, and then the, the, they just shut the TV off. I haven't heard anything about it, so it wasn't a big time. I don't know what's going on. I don't know his status. I hope he gets the attention that um, we got last Monday. Yeah, so I, I, haven't know, I haven't heard about what's going on there. Um, let me ask you this. Based on what you saw with Peters and then Brady, right? and then you see – the RG3 thing. And I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, the Lamar Jackson thing. Lamar Jackson don't go and don't travel. Apparently, from what I hear, he was medically cleared. He did not travel because of a spat with the uh, upper management. And then RG3 came out and basically said, anyone saying Lamar Jackson should just brace it up and go play regardless, to, uh, should get their head out of their asses. Michael Vick fires back and says, Basically, you're a bitch-made cat. It's the playoffs. You're three games away. Put a brace on it. I played a whole fucking year with a torn ACL or MCL. So there's two different mindsets here, two different ideologies, two different philosophies, two different eras. Um, where do you see that one right there? I love the Vic, I love the Vic take. There's two, two different ways to think about this, and there's the two different ways. I... I... Uh, I, I know really, you're a money guy. I know you're about money, so I know why you're hesitant because I, you're the same I, way, I want Lamar to get his money with the portal in the NIL. So I know kind of why you're hesitant. I get it. I, I want Lamar to get his money because with this game is too short and he doesn't have a contract next year. And that is, I mean, it's his fault and the Ravens' fault. Well, kind of like it, it's his fault for not having an agent, not having somebody in his corner pushing him to sign for two hundred fifty million fucking dollars last year. I mean, come on, dog. $270 million, $250 million. Like, what are we talking about? So that that's one thing. Another is, I, if he doesn't want to play, if he's not healthy, I can get with that. He hasn't played. He can just, he's just be out. I have a problem with him not going. And I have a problem with him going above the chain of command inside the Baltimore organization and tweeting his injury to like make himself look better. Um because you, you're not supposed to talk to the media about your injuries. That's like, that's against code conduct inside the, the room. I guarantee you they find him for it. So I I think Lamar's a hell of a player, but this, if I'm Baltimore, I'm just rolling with Huntley and, and maybe drafting a quarterback and letting Lamar walk and go see what he can get on the open market. Um, because I, I want, even though it is all about money, I still want, some, if he would have gone to the game and been on the sideline report, supporting his teammates, I don't think I would have a problem with this at all. I would actually agree with RG3. Like, you know, he's a really athletic cat who needs his legs, and he's kind of hurt, and he could get fucked up. And there's part of me that agrees with Michael Vick that he should brace it and go play. Uh, but let me say this. After watching that game start to finish, like everyone else did, I don't think it would have been any different with Lamar on the field. I think Huntley and Lamar would have been – the same exact guy. I don't think Lamar think would have played better actually in the red zone. Like, I don't think Lamar would have done anything to elevate his team past the 17 point margin. Maybe he scores on the goal line, but Huntley isn't like a statue. That son of a bitch can run. So it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tricky situation because you're calling somebody out essentially, but he did it to himself. He put this shit out. No one just made it up. This isn't a report. This is from him. So, what is your take on uh, I yesterday I had an interesting one. I was I wish you were on yesterday to to, to combat me on this. 
we have the this is a new generation of coaches. We're in the we're in the tight skinny jean jogger pants wearing coaching era, right? Uh, or jogger pants. I don't know. I they 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 disgust me. I know that. Like these sweat? tight ass skinny ass sweats that have like cuff bottoms and they got five, you can see your dick print and shit in them. Yeah. The girls I, love them. The girls I, love them. I love the guys that just wear tights when they work out. Like oh, I see a guy wearing tights in the gym or something. I I, I want to choke fuck him. Well, now now chicks dress like dudes and dudes dress like chicks, so it's it's normal. You're right about that. So my point is, Matt, the guys that are pacing our sideline as our leaders, our head coaches, are the Staley's now, the McDaniel's, the guys that vape on the sideline. Here's oh, a little tight picture. Thinking. That's a vape right there. Look, vape Shut pen. The fuck up. The arrow, see the arrow? He's not vaping. What's he doing? The fuck is he doing? No fucking smoke came out of his mouth. What did he just hold it in the whole time? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was. 64 power lap, three by one. Let's go on two on two. No, I mean, come on. He's not. Hey, Hey, Matt, how about this? Six delay of games. Was he fucking blown on the sideline? Um, I mean, maybe, but look, it's. I think six delay of games are more on a third string quarterback instead of a. Co- I don't think he was vaping. I think that that's pretty ridiculous. But what do you think I, it is a marker? I don't think it's anything. I think he's just fucking weird, and he's probably chewing on a marker. Oh, you think the guy just like sucking dicks like he's this? Just sitting here like, what am I gonna do? Like trying to figure it out. I don't fucking know. I so, think he likes sucking dicks. I I ain't going I down. I ain't, I'm not going down that road. Weirdo fucking weirdo fuck. My point is this, Matt. My point is this. Yeah, he's not can we put a fucking dip in, Matt, like this? Hey, Matt, can we get a fucking dip can and just put a fucking big dip in? Well, do you, I know you don't like smoking dope, but I smoke every day, so I don't care. Like, if if you do your job, I don't give a fuck. He's not, the, he's not responsible for snapping the football. The quarterback is. So if Skylar Thompson was vaping, that would probably be a bad thing. Well, if this motherfucker can't get to playing because he's stuck over there on pineapple vape, oh we got problems. Go, um, <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you this: This is Tom. This, this was Tom. This was Tom Brady's uh, leaving the Bucks last night. What do you What do you think about? Thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job. And I appreciate all that you guys. Do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be. And thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars. And um, just very grateful for the respect. And I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. And I love tripping motherfuckers. Um, Hey, is he gone? Is he gone? Let me ask you two things. Two things. You posted a tweet last night. Is this his last GM that he plays for? First of all, I got to say, Todd Bowles is a fucking horrific head coach. Not only by his demeanor, but just because of, uh, I don't know. Anyway, having said that, I'm hearing rumors that Leftwich has been fired this morning. Um, The offense looked horrific, but the defense looked worse. They, they just they just look bad. That, I've never seen a three-by-one combination coverage, Matt, where all three defenders go inside and a corner route, a wheel route, is wide open. Like, all three defenders in a bunch set doesn't know how to pot, pass off coverage. We don't know combo coverage no more in the league. Well, it, it's almost like the Super Bowl hangover came a year late. Like, they won the Super Bowl, they had another good year, and then, bam, 
they just hit the skids. Like LA hit the skids this year. So I, I do I think Tom is done? No, no. I don't think that he has the ability to walk away like this. Like with the last thing you see Tom Brady doing is tripping somebody. Um, it's like the last thing you saw Woody Hayes do was knock some Clemson player out. So uh, I I think Tom Brady will either end up in Tennessee or Vegas. Um, and I probably Vegas over Tennessee, so he doesn't play, play in the weather. If he goes to Vegas and plays for McDaniels and he's got Devontae and Waller and they can figure out a way to get Jacobs back if he doesn't leave and, you know, that – I mean, they can add a couple pieces on defense, and that could be a pretty formidable team. My thing is, I don't know if Tom Brady – I don't know if he's got it anymore. Like, I think Tom might be done. Like, Tom I'm looks saying, uh, Tom I'm looks old saying. as shit, and he can't move. And, like, he – I'm not saying he couldn't go do it for a game or two at a high level, but the, the entire season again next year, and, like, it's got to be an all-in situation where the Raiders are going all-in for one year to win a Super Bowl, and that's it. Because you're not going to get him – I mean, he's going to be fucking 48 years old. So, <laughs> come on, dog. At some point, it's just like, you know, we can't beat up on this guy. It's like beating up on the elderly on the fucking field, and that's not going to go well. So, you know, at some point, he's got to stop playing. And it might, it might, you know, it, it might be time for him to just pass the buck and just move on and and just say thank you and hang it up. Go he's got, he's got 375 million reasons to get the fuck out and go into Fox Sports. Well, you know, he can go be with his kids and his wife. Oh, wait a second, she left. Um, yeah, so he can just go be with his kids. That's what wives do. They suck. So, you know, it's it's a tricky situation for Tom, man. I just I want him to go to the Raiders because I want to see the way that Broncos country like feels about that when it happens. Cause they hate him already. I can only imagine what would happen if he ran into in power next year in a fucking Raider uniform. Holy shit. People would lose it. <laughs> Give me a take before you get out of here today. Give me a take on the charges debacle. And are they firing Staley? And if they haven't fired him by yesterday, how does that guy have a job? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out uh, what's going on because I'm curious. Uh, Sean Payton is in LA. He's been here for three weeks. He got he got interviewed yesterday by the tight or the Texans. That interview is completed. Denver comes in today, from what I understand. And one of my great friends is his best friend, Sean Payton. So the the rumors that I spread earlier on that there was a possibility of him becoming the Rams head coach was real. McVay kind of changed and threw a fucking monkey wrench in it and said, "Okay, I'm staying now." So that's why Payton was actually here. But then the Staley thing happened. So he's like, well, fuck, I'll coach Herbert too, maybe. Um, and I'll stay here. He's in your backyard. You better make a decision really, really fast, Matt, because if not, and you let Staley continue to stay on for this week, you're going to lose the Sean Payton uh, sweepstakes. And Herbert needs an offensive coach because I don't believe Herbert's getting enough. I don't know. I don't want to say hate. He's not getting enough criticism, though. He did nothing in the second half. He's still a guy that's yet to win a playoff game. I know that's his first playoff appearance, but that doesn't matter. He hasn't won a playoff game. So I'm curious as your take on this. Does Sean, does, does Burrow need, I mean, does Herbert need an offensive coach in this offensive-driven era where we're more athletic at quarterback and younger and defensive coaches just seem lost as head coaches right now? Well, I just don't understand why Staley would remain. I mean, if he would have won that game and they were moving on, then of course he stays. But the way the way they lost is unbelievable. And 
the play calling in the second half, the 28 passes as opposed to eight runs or whatever it was, that's not cool. So they've got they've got some problems in LA with I think hierarchy and who's really in charge. And you can solve that by hiring Sean Payton. I mean, he's there already, and they have the collateral to go get him. If they haven't fired Staley yet, they're not going to. So I'd imagine he'll be back next year, and they'll keep rolling. So I don't know if that's a good thing for Justin Herbert or not. Um, he's he's elite. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but he's you know he's got to keep growing and keep getting better and go win some playoff games and shit like that, as, as I'm sure he will. The AFC especially – I mean, the NFC's got some really good young quarterbacks, too. But the AFC is just stacked with young quarterback talent. The next 10 years, it's going to be fun watching Herbert and Burrow and Mahomes and Allen and and all these cats play. So I, I just can't wait to watch them all beat up on each other. Trevor Lawrence. I want to I want to uh, bring Steve Kim in with you. Uh, I got to ask you this question, Matt. Um, Steve, what's up, man? Coach, good morning. McChesney, what's up? What's happening? How you doing? Good. Hey, let me ask you guys something. No one's talked about this. Sean Payton goes to where Tom Brady is right now. Tom stays in Tampa. Sean Payton goes. How do you like that one? I I don't. Tom Brady's done. Really? Yeah. Agreed. He bailed out on so many plays yesterday. It was embarrassing. I mean, there were plays where there was any pressure right up the middle or immediate. He just got rid of the ball. And I'm like, Tom, this is still football. Uh, I get it. He looks like a fighter that no longer wants to fight inside. Yeah, he looks he looks punch punch drunk. Like he doesn't want to get hit anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are plays where I'm just saying, Tom, you gotta climb the pocket or you gotta stick a split second longer with that ball. But the word that I would use is self-preservation. See, all these people talk about where should Tom Brady go next? I'm with you, man. He should retire. I've said that for about three months. Either go to the Raiders or retire. Either right, one, but- you're retiring. But, Matt, everyone talks about, well, he better have weapons. No, no, no. He better have an offensive line. If he's going to choose to play this game next year, he better decide which offensive line and which coach is willing to run the ball. He threw the ball 66 times. Now, guys, I get it. They're down 27-0. You're going to throw the ball a lot. But look at the box score this year. There were so many games or too many games where they have him throwing the ball 50-plus times. That is not winning football. It never works consistently doing it that way. Hey, Matt, who do you like? Uh, Bills, Bengals uh, rematch. Um, so, Bills, Bengals rematch. You know, this, I wish they would have played the game in the regular season, found a way to play it because this game might have been in Cincinnati. Um, right. Going to, going to Orchard Park, I think that it's going to be hard on Buffalo, but, or hard on Cincinnati, but. I will say this, Buffalo has the most turnovers in the NFL. They gave the ball up four times on Sunday to keep Miami in the game. Josh Allen is playing at a high level, but he's also, I think he's pressing a little bit, and hes I think he feels the pressure of we've got to win this year. Like our window window could be closing here pretty soon if we don't get a W this year. Um, whereas opposed Burrow on the other side is like window shit. My window is my entire career. So I, I just think this, this game, we're going to see this playoff game, the same kind kind of frequency you're going to see Allen Mahomes, like Burrow Allen and, and Mahomes 
Burrow and Mahomes, Allen, and vice versa. Those are going to be the games moving forward, you know, in the NFL. And now you can throw Trevor Lawrence in that mix. So, and look, Herbert, and Herbert, and, but he, he didn't win. Herbert didn't win shit. So, I, uh, I, I'm just looking at this game this weekend like I almost want Cincinnati to win, just so there's not a neutral site AFC title game. Mm. I, I think Josh Allen's on the spot. I've been a big advocate of his. I'm beginning to think he's an elite physical talent, and he's not an elite quarterback. He turns the ball over too much. I'm watching this game on Sunday, and they're in complete control. They're about to blow him out. Then all of a sudden, he becomes the turnover machine. Now, I got to give Ken Dorsey, my old quarterback, some blame. That running game's working. Cook and Singletary are gashing him, and I'm thinking, you know what? You could bleed this game out and body punch him. And then all of a sudden, Allen just will not take the routine simple throws. Everything has to be a 65-yard highlight. And that one interception that he threw deep from midfield after they had run the ball well, I'm thinking, what are you doing? You've got to protect the ball. And that's the number one thing to me as a quarterback. Ball possession is everything. And Josh Allen just has to make the routine simple play, and he bypasses it too much. But if I'm Ken Dorsey, if that running game is going – Stick with the running game. I actually like James Cook a lot. I don't think they use him enough. Singletary's effective. But this, to me, is a referendum on Josh Allen. You're either just a guy that could do acrobatic stuff or you're going to be a really good quarterback. He's got to play a high-level game because I, I don't care what the numbers say. When you turn the ball over that many times as a quarterback, you haven't played a good one. That's the first time he's turned the ball over in the playoffs in his entire career. So, in his no, no, but look at his last two months, though, Matt. That's what I'm talking about. You're right. He's had a good playoff run, 14 to 1 coming into that game, touchdown to interception ratio. But but since I would say mid-October of this season, he has not taken care of that ball in an elite level. Oh, they're, they're leading the, the league in turnovers. That's the problem. I did not know that, Matt. That's a good stat. I did not know he didn't turn the ball over ever in his, in his playoff career. That's yeah, impressive. Until he, got, until he got in there the other day and started throwing 500 balls. He, he yeah, was, he had a 14-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio in his playoff career. Pretty good. Yeah. So he's Matt, been good. Yeah, I disagree with you, Coach. If, if, if they decide last year to squib the ball against Kansas City, you always say Josh Allen's never done or anything in the play. He played a great game against Kansas City last year. Oh, no doubt. Well, There's I, I, squib kick, by the way. Why the fuck would you squib kick in today's NFL? They moved it up. Just kick it out of the end zone and start. I don't get it. No, no, because in that situation last year, you actually need if you if you just shave off three more seconds. I don't think Kansas City ever gets to the field goal thing. There are situations you do squib kick. I I think it's overused, but there are specific times. You actually do want to utilize it if you want to shave yeah, off when a you couple want to of things. Lose. Yeah. <laughs> when you want to lose and it's scripted, <laughs> it's scripted a certain way in the NFL office, and they want you to lose, you go squib kick. Oh shit! Here's Matt on the. Did you see the Trevor Lawrence thing after the game? Uh, Pat McAfee kind of alluded that he's saying that it's fixed and shit. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was like, ah, 27 nothing. We already knew we were in the game and all this it's shit. We knew we'd be able to come back. Yeah. yeah. We, I knew, don't we know. knew. I don't know. Uh, Look, I played in the league and I've never seen a script, but I also don't play quarterback and I'm not a ref. Hmm. 
What is your take on the referee chasing down Bosa to entice a flag? I had a talk on Whitlock about it yesterday. I don't know, Steve Kim, if you talked to him about it. I threw a different take at Jason. I'm like, well, we don't know what these cats are saying to the refs. I don't care what he said. The ref needs to butt out of the game. I don't yeah. give a fuck what he said to the ref. Really? He got, he got he got held and complained, and the ref ran over to him and said, what'd you say? And you don't think Joey Bosa's going to say, I said you're a punk motherfucker that can't see. Do your job. That's that's what needs to be said to these halftime motherfuckers, bro. These the 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 refs are awful. They 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 flip games constantly with their awful calls. The NFL's mandate on roughing the passer is fucking ridiculous, and they do this they do this all the time. It's either pass interference or helmet hits or roughing the passer calls. There's something in, you know, in the NFL fabric where they just have to make a call at the most important part of the game that's controversial. So we talk about it. So the refs get on TV and a ref should never want to be on TV ever. Like that's his number one goal is to be a not just stand out there and not do anything. Let me ask you this though. Is it coming from Troy Vincent in the league though? Yes. Yes. Do you think that's happening? All these are mandates. Yes. Or they get called in. And if no one is ever suspicious of officiating in professional big-time sports, you should watch that documentary on Netflix about Tim Donahue, that referee in the NBA, Man. who literally got caught fixing games. Fixing. He was, fixing and he was games. The, the Sacramento L.A. series. Right, game six. And you remember, you remember that game and how many fouls there were and bad calls and like – It was game six. It was an elimination Obviously, game at the Staples Center. There were certain calls, and I'm a Laker fan. I remember watching that game going, huh, that's interesting, about 15 different times. And uh, here's the issue. Uh, people are now making fun of Bosa for saying, that, yeah, these guys probably in the locker room laughing, going, yeah, I got that guy. You don't think referees talk like that? You don't think players have bones to pick with players? These Bro, guys are yeah. human. They hold grudges. Refs walk up to you before the game. They're like, we're going to be watching you today, 60. Yeah. What, what do you mean you're going to be watching me today? I didn't even fucking do anything. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like profiling. Like a yeah, you're supposed to watch like, everybody. Ah, I see you. Yeah. Don't do anything. So, you know, the, the, the refs profile constantly. And they, look, some of it is some of it is warranted. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been watching me. I'm a nasty motherfucker. But, like, first of all, last night, within, a, within 10 minutes of the game, Ryan Jensen had a 15-yard personal foul. So yeah, do they need to watch out for certain guys? Maybe, but but you can't just walk into a game assuming people are going to uh, make penalties. So that when they're heavy throwing flags, when there's 15 penalties against one team in a game, like I don't even want to watch. At that point, I'm like, fuck this, man. This is this is the Cowboys against the Buccaneers against the refs, and I I don't want to bet on it. I don't want to watch it. I think it gets played out, like especially the betting side of it. If you're putting money on a game, you need to know who the referee crew is, in my opinion, these days, because how many penalties they call, when they call penalties, roughing the pass or pass interference, those subjective calls, they're going to, they cost people dough, period. Hey, what'd you guys take on this right here? I, this is the first team in history of the NFL to have 80% pass completion, no sacks allowed, and no turnovers and loss. They're also the first team in the league. That out that got outscored and had a uh, winning record. Um, <laughs> what fixes that team? Because they're too elite on a, as far as offensive weapon wise. Well, 
<laughs> they, they need to get an elite player at all three levels. They got to find. Yeah. Somebody, they got to find somebody that can rush the passer consistently. They need Chris Dolman, uh, Joey Browner, and the return of Carl Lee. <laughs> basically, they need a whole new defense. And Minnesota, to me, I called them Milly Vanilli. We we knew they were lip syncing. They had a great record. It's probably the worst thirteen loss team in the history of the league. You could just look. There's one gambling statistic or number that always matters is point differential throughout the year. Um, teams that not only win but also win by a substantial amount. Those are really good teams. When when you are a squad that consistently wins one possession games. That means you've had a lot of things go right next year. And usually gamblers the next season, they bet really heavily against those teams. Hey, Matt, let me ask you this. Oh, Bill O'Brien, this, as, as of this morning, uh, text message I received is the leading candidate to be the new OC for the Patriots. Um, who does Saban bring in there? And is Cliff Kingsbury on his radar? Or is that even is that possibly already a done deal? That's why he's in Thailand bringing over Mel Bride hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Lady boys. <laughs> Look, if I'm Cliff. Oh, no, that's your homeboy. I know that he brings bitches over here from Thailand. <laughs> Look, if I'm Cliff, <laughs> I, I might go do that because that that's coach rehab. And, it you know, he can go down there for two years and kind of like get the shine back on him and play with five-star players and go fucking tear up the SEC and then go out and get another head coaching job somewhere else, you know, around the country as a college coach. Um, I, I think Cliff is better fit. I think he could be a pro coach easily. He just was. But I think he's a better fit in the college game. Um, he's a younger cat. He relates with those guys well. So, And his offense fits the college scheme better yeah. than it does the pro scheme. So, you know, it's, it's uh, that – Obviously, that experiment in Arizona didn't work, and we'll see what happens with that turd Kyler Murray and, and everybody moving forward. But if I'm Cliff, I'm just going to stay in Thailand on the beach, count my money, and just try and figure out a way to, like, get the noise out of his own head. Because I he you could tell on that HBO show this year the yeah. fact that, you know, like, he he did not look like a very happy dude. This is a pretty stressful job anyway. And he, it's just, it was just pounding on him. So hey, I, I, there's a rumor out there that uh, he hit it big on two stocks. So I heard, I hear he's made a lot, a couple hundred million, even actually uh, on a couple, two stocks that he put a lot of money into. So apparently he's like telling guys, ah, I'm going to go to Thailand. I'm not really interested in becoming an OC. That kind of leads to, I think he might end up with Saban and learn how to be a head coach. Well, I, I think he would enjoy being at a program where the coaches are back in control. Look, coaching Kyler Murray will make you hate coaching. Matt, I watched every bit of that uh, hard knocks. You could tell, and this is now coming out, the teammates and the coaches, they're not digging Kyler Murray. I, I actually think most of them would rather have Colt McCoy be their starting quarterback for better or worse. The problem with Alabama guys, believe it or not, they have a bit of a hole at quarterback. I don't think Jalen Milrose is ready to be a full-time quarterback. He's a great athlete. He can run the ball. He's very athletic. Not a really good intermediate thrower. Uh, Bama is loaded at every other position except quarterback. So that's going to be Zach, one of the Zach things to look for in spring yesterday. ball. Yeah, Zach brought that up yesterday. He thinks they're the most loaded team, but not at quarterback. Yeah. Which is like kind of why. But But what is Georgia, though? Yeah, but Georgia has a quarterback, Carson Beck. 
in other words, they have a guy in the pipeline where they're thinking, okay, this guy can plug and play. You know, so Stetson Bennett, great college quarterback. He's going to be collecting Social Security soon, probably working on his master's degree at this point at uh, UGA. But uh, trust me, I believe the Georgia quarterback situation is probably more settled than Alabama. Hey, Matt, you got a question. How is Lincoln from Fountain Fort Carson looking? That kid is a beast, man. He's good 6'5", 6'6", 300, you know, grown-ass man at 16 years old, going into his senior year. Uh, CU's offered him. Central Michigan's offered him. He's got a couple more on deck. Played really, really well yesterday morning uh, in front of the coaches. Kid's an animal. So, really good player. Uh, you guys, you get to see these guys every day. Uh, you got coaches coming through your office. They're looking at what from you? They're looking at these guys come, being able to take coaching and a, and a ass ripping, or are they are they coming just to see technical uh, athleticism? Well, both. The biggest problem with every coach I meet with is the kids are soft. You can't coach them hard. It's like you got to recruit them constantly. You always have to tell them how good they are. Nobody wants to be pushed. Everybody's like, if you push them too hard, they just go to the transfer portal and look for somebody that will enable. The parents are look like a lot of the parents are looking for money right off the bat. It's the first question they ask. So I'm trying to, I just try and alleviate all that by being the middleman. And, you know, if you get my validation that you're a pretty tough kid and you can show up and bust your ass, you're a 5 a.m.er and you really want to get it, that's good. That That's what they're looking for. And some people think I'm mean and all that other shit. And that that's fine. I'm not in your office building. I don't give a fuck what you think. But in this world, uh, you've got to be able to eat shit and smile a lot. And that's what we're trying to teach. And that's what damn near every coach talks about constantly is the ability to overcome adverse situations and be coached hard and take an ass chewing and do your fucking job. So, you know, the, the softness of this society, it, it, it tries to infiltrate everything and it can't break the walls of six zero. Like we won't let you in. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's never been more like apparent to me that this entire country is going to hell in a handbasket than just day by day reading the quotes about how, you know, people feel about like football, you know, just you're so mean, you're loud, you coat, you, you yell at the kids, man, man, like, oh my God, folks, like, this is the wrong game for you, bro. Go play tennis. I'm sure you're going to get yelled at in tennis too. Yeah. <laughs> Anything competitive, people are going to give a fuck. Uh. I agree. I, I don't understand it. It's fucking crazy. Uh, NFL still seems to be uh, the leader in sports. The ratings are off, out of the, off the chart. The, the college national championship game was the lowest rated one yet. Um, how do you fix that? You, you guys is, uh, both agree with 12 game team playoff? Oh, yeah. I want, I'd like more. The more games, Me too. The, uh, the, the more games, the better. Make every game count postseason. Every game. No, no more meaningless games. Hey, look, Mike Leach, God rest his soul, said, I want to go 64 teams. Everyone thought he was nuts. So did I. But I watched these like Mayo Bowls, .NET Bowls. No one cares. Let's just turn those into like first round games and like you do March Madness, have a whole month of playoffs, have the actual championship game either on New Year's Day or on a Saturday. Bro, if you think that March Madness is crazy, can you imagine if yeah. there's a 42 team? college football playoff holy god right 
I mean, coach, I'm just telling you, what would you rather have? A game? Look, as a football player, if I had to do a bowl game before Christmas, that tells me right there my team's not very good. I don't even care. I really don't want the extra two weeks of practice, and neither does the American audience. But if he's from, let's say, December 10th or whatever, you start turning these into first-round games where every game matters, trust me, I think you can build momentum. To me, I, if you I agree, I agree with the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl and the Barstool Bowl and the Fuck Me Bowl. Let's get rid of those bowls. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, what happened to? Like, I I just think that you're going to have to eliminate all the bowls then. Like, Good. You know, other bowls game played because we going to them anyway. Well, coach, like you said, the Jimmy Kimmel stuff, all that other stuff. Yeah, get rid of it. Make everything matter. That's all we're saying. And because most any bowl game that happens before Christmas. I pay no attention to because that's generally a five-loss team. I'm just telling you, the, the, the gift bag is probably a $50 phone card. That's your bowl gift and a cheap watch, like a Swatch watch, like an old one. So <laughs> let's make these games actually matter. So every And I, I'd actually say, you know what? Let's take away a regular season game. Let's take away a regular season game. What? Make week zero, week one, so you don't have to play all the way into February. But I, I look, I actually like the expanded playoffs. But if the, for the people complaining that TCU should not have been in the final game, okay, we can make that argument. But I would say in an expanded playoff format, TCU would not survive to go to the playoffs that far. I um, agree with that. TCU wouldn't have made it. No way. You're not right. through, four, not through three, four sense. games. Alabama made it. They would have made it. Right. And, and and to make the players whole, every every win, you get a, a playoff share, just like you do in pro. It's pro football now, basically. So when the further you advance, the bigger NIL cut you get from a game. So in other words, you get a winner's and a loser's share. So you take care of that possibility. Hey, Matt, um, you on, uh, you on uh, radio today? No, I'm back on tomorrow and Friday. Um. Do you have a gas stove? <laughs> a gas stove? Yeah, I'm sure I do. Why? Because you know they're trying to get rid of them. Who? <laughs> the government. The government's trying to give us electric stoves, bro. Because 47% of cardiovascular events are happening with gas stoves. You got to be shitting me. I grew up in a gas stove. Fucking kidding me? 47% of cardiovascular events are because of a gas stove? <laughs> in your house i think maybe it's because what you're cooking on your gas stove fatty yeah maybe i hey i cook all kind of shit and i'm just like you gotta be like, shitting me what do you mean my nap I, I don't know if, like i don't light a match or like i don't have to go get firewood to cook so the fuck are we talking about I think i think starting your car in your garage is a little more dangerous <laughs> to touch <laughs> I mean, Steve, what the fuck are we doing? Like, well, that's are, another are, look. We, ha we have to have electric stoves. I had an electric stove, Steve, in Kansas. It was the worst fucking yeah, food I've not, ever had. Look, this is the latest political, not, not a play on words, gaslighting from the group that everyone <laughs> voted in, supposedly. 81 million people supposedly wanted this. Well, be careful what you wish for. Okay? Is that so, really the stats? So that's all it is. It's, it's the latest edict from the group 
that we all have to put up with. But remember, people, and I'm not making any political statements except you get what you vote for. I'll just leave it at that. Hey, I'm gonna rip my I'll rip my whole fucking kitchen out and I'll smoke everything on the smoker, uh, Steve, outside on the yeah. uh, on the drum. I'll, I'll I'll cook everything on the drum. I'll rip my kitchen out and I'll throw another fucking cigar lounge in there. You know what's funny is all these politicians talking about this now. People are pulling up screenshots of when they were cooking online. But guess what? Gas stoves. That, that reminds me of these environmentalists who talk about air pollution, the carbon emissions. And then you know where everywhere they go, you know where they land with a private jet. So I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Cook away with your gas stoves. <laughs> hey, have you seen uh, the apparently the a fan scream "fuck you, Roger Cadell" uh, as he was leaving the Vikings game? I saw that, and I saw his reaction. That was nice. Did That's you see the what most he was honest doing? he's ever been? I give him credit. He had a human reaction. I think it's hilarious. I still hope he gets fired, but I will say this. <laughs> he, he finally had an authentic human reaction. These guys are all corporate robots. They never, they're never real in any way. They're always putting on an act. It's always a facade. At least he acted like a regular guy for once. I will give him credit for that. Yeah, and- Roger, Roger's a puppet, so... It's not surprising that the puppet doesn't respond. No, he did respond, though. <laughs> didn't I he give, like, a pelvic thrust and he flipped the guy off? That was pretty cool. That was funny. I didn't I didn't hear about that shit. I just saw it. I want to... Hey, Roger! <laughs> Roger! Fuck you! Fuck you, Roger! Yeah, that's just right. You know you're a bitch. You're a bitch! And all those blonde bitches too. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> meme. It's like that meme with "What's your name, Tony?" And "Fuck you, Tony." Don't say it. What's your name, Ezekiel? And "Fuck you, Ezekiel." <laughs> all right, you sound exactly like the TikTok video. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been I've been studying that. Hey, you're pretty well, fucking at good. Least, at least Robert Goodell gave the finger a couple of times. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, did you see the female give the yeah. finger? Like, let's be real. If a player did that, he would get suspended and ostracized. So why the fuck does the why does the commissioner get to act like that? Hey, uh, breaking news: Byron Leftwich was fired. Not surprising. Whoa, interesting. Yeah, I bro- I said it earlier. I got a buddy of mine texted it to me earlier. I, I'm, I, but so he was fired. But Bowles, who's the DC the head coach, who couldn't coverage bunch coverage into the boundary, is not fired. So uh, he's. Uh, I, I'm like, Bulls. come on, dog. Left with, like, I don't know, Steve. I got to ask you guys, Matt, before you get out of here. What happened to a team that is as talented as the Bucks? looked so bad this year? And on a, I mean, they were inconsistent every single week. And you just, they had, they had multiple games with zero points at halftime. I don't understand with a team that that's talented. They, well, he lost his security blanket in Gronkowski, and then he lost his pit bull in Jensen. And then they couldn't run the football. Their offensive line was awful. And, you know, it's just the, the defense couldn't hold up and create enough turnovers to make them good. And then Tom is a statue. And if you can't get open, Julio Jones is old and washed. Godwin is a good two. Mike Evans had an awful season. You know, it's just it's the collection worked two years ago. doesn't work this year. So 
you know, they need to retool down in Tampa and draft a quarterback and figure out where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, Coach, they're 8-9 and nine in the worst division. And if you actually watched their games and you didn't know who they were, you didn't know the players' histories or their legacies, you didn't understand their reputation, and you just watched their teams, and they were just numbers like on a video game, and you studied them compared to every – they look old and slow for most of the year. And there's two games that I look back at where I said, God, this team just needs to retool. It was the game that the Saints blew. They were up 16-3, and Dennis Allen just gave that game away. Then it was the Christmas Day game where a bad Cardinals team was beating them late into the fourth. If you watch those two games, you never came away thinking, even in victory, that Buccaneers are good. And, and everyone keeps living by this Tom Brady mystique. I mean, I did it last night. I thought they were going to win yesterday. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of reminded me like when Muhammad Ali fought Larry Holmes. I remember as a kid, it's the first big fight I remember. Everyone thought Ali had one big fight left in him, even though it looked like he shouldn't even be in the ring anymore, right? And then Larry Holmes just pummeled him for like 10, 11 rounds. Angelo Dundee said, okay, I'm the trainer. You're out of here. And Muhammad Ali on that night looked comatose. He should have never stepped back into a gym. That's what the Buccaneers and Brady looked like yesterday. They looked like Muhammad Ali against Larry Holmes. I, I, I just do not understand. Brady should retire. He's going to get hurt out there. Doesn't even want to be out there most of the time, it looks like. I, I, I'm, I'm pulling up. I think that uh, – yeah. All right, I'm going to get out of here, boys. I'll call right. I'll be, I'll be back on tomorrow. All right, Matt. Hey, Matt, the Chargers just fired Lombardi. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, pe- I feel like people are going to start getting fired here pretty soon, so we'll see. Hey, I appreciate you. Later, boys. Uh, Steve, I got to ask. Uh, Lombardi was just fired for the Chargers, so that means you're keeping Staley. Oh, that reminds me, Coach. I think we got to talk about something serious here. Um, I hope this doesn't affect our relationship. Um, I think I, I need to address this. It's a serious issue. Hold on. Let me give you a breaking news thing. I First down. Uh, I don't have it. All right. Well, okay. But the punchline comes later. But, um... You know, I defer to you on most football issues, but I, I think this has to be addressed. Um, did you really compare Justin Herbert to Ryan Lee? Come on, bro. bro, when I watched that yesterday, my eyes turned round. Yeah, my eyes. Whitlock nearly turned white. I'm glad McChesney wasn't watching while he was driving. He may have driven off the road. I will give you Philip Rivers, but Ryan Lee, Ryan Leaf is even insulted by that on behalf of Herbert. Ryan <laughs> Leaf is the greatest, biggest bust in NFL history alongside Jamarcus Russell. That's like a tug of war. Come on. I'll give you Philip Rivers, but Ryan Leaf even thinks that's a bad comparison. Hey, Come on, coach. I had to Ryan Lee. I to use no. I'm like, yeah, Ryan Lee. Hey, you know what? You know what? I think they have the same amount of playoff wins. Well, okay. Well, no, no, no. They never made the playoffs with Ryan Lee. Well, you're right. They technically they do. But I I would think Phillip Rivers, big numbers, won some games, couldn't get it done in the postseason. And I'm with you, Coach. I don't think Herbert played an effective second half. He missed throws. And that 27 nothing lead, I told this to a Whitlock yesterday, that should have been 38 nothing or 41 nothing. I hate when teams 
keep settling for field goals, even in blowouts. You know why, Coach? My belief is your habits are what you become. And you start to become a team that does not finish drives. And as soon as it became 27-7, right before the half, I said to somebody, you know, it's only a three-possession game. You still have 30 minutes of football. So anything could happen. But right, Coach Ryan Leaf, oh, my God. I think Whitlock nearly fell off his chair when you said that. Jeez, Ryan Lee. Hey, I, I couldn't get that, Coach. I had to get a rise out of him. I mean, Yo, who did that? I, Steve, <laughs> we haven't talked since the weekend. Why is Herbert getting a pass? Staley's not. Like, well, he did nothing in the second half. Absolutely nothing. Well, no, no, no. Because Herbert is the golden child. And at least he's... The perception is he's much better at his job quarterbacking than Staley is at coaching. And I kind of agree with that. But with that being said, when you blow a 27-0 lead, it's never just one thing or one person. Yes, Staley is to blame as the head coach. But that also means that your offense stalls. They scored, what, three points in the second half? So, yeah, a lot of that is on Herbert. But if you ask most Charger fans, all three of them that really care in Southern California, I would think at least two, if not three, would all say, okay, you got to get rid of one guy. Herbert Staley, come on, the choice is easy. You got to pick a franchise quarterback and get rid of the coach. Hey, are you a Jamie Lee uh, Curtis fan? Uh, I used to be. She, she had a nice career. Uh, she said that. Uh... Oh, God. She's one of them. I, I don't know, but, but I I kind of got another. I I like. I think if I'm dying, I'm I'm thinking the other way. Like fuck, I shouldn't have got the shot. I'm I glad I didn't. Huh? I'm glad I didn't. I know. I I, 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 know. I, I feel healthier than ever. Uh, you know, I don't look. Well, you're everyone, aging too. Well, no, yeah, like that really matters. But anyway, here's the thing: people should have been able to decide whether they wanted to put any substance that's relatively untested into their bodies. What happened to my body, my choice. The other thing is this. All I heard for months was if you get the vaccine, you're not getting, you're not getting COVID. Or, or I don't want to say that word. Or you're not going to get certain things. Okay. So if I'm insulated and I have a bulletproof vest, if you don't have a bulletproof vest, I wouldn't say, Hey, where's your Kevlar buddy? No, I'd be like, I got my vest. Unless of course, your vest has bullet holes and you've gotten shot up a bunch of anyway, but that's I'm just glad that I don't have my bulletproof vest. I'll just leave it at that. Is this my body, real, my choice. Is this real or not? I don't think he's vaping. I think he's blowing warm air into his hand. Don't we all do kind of do that thing? Even though he's got the ice and toners on. I don't do you think he's really vaping? Don't you think someone would have caught it outside of that show? Let's let's break down the sucking motion. Is he blowing out or sucking in? Look at his lips. Look at his jaw. So you know, you blow out, right, Steve? You're gonna get a yeah. you're gonna get a puffy face if you're sucking in. Your face goes in and looks like Tom Brady now, right? So I don't know. What do you get out of that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you've broken that thing down like the Zapruder film with the uh, JFK assassination. And what is that oh. arrow? Is that a marker or a vape pen? I mean, don't you think if he's been doing this, 
on a game-to-game basis, you don't think so. I just have a hard time believing no one would have caught him doing that. But does he look like the vapey kind of guy? I can't lie, he does. He does. Oh, uh, there's a guarantee he's got the pineapple weed in there, too. <laughs> yeah, well, he must have gotten high during that last set of downs. I, I've never seen the, the, the clock management coach of the Dolphins in their last set of downs and the Ravens how they ran down 40 seconds nearly by wanting one play in a situation where they needed to get to the end. I've never seen anything like it. It's some of the worst clock mismanagement I've ever witnessed. And to do that in a playoff game, but I don't know if he's vaping or not. Because Are there any other shots of him doing that? Because you know the coaches are always on the field, are always on camera. I I don't care if he vapes at all. I don't really give a shit. I just wish he was dipping. I wish that motherfucker had threw in a dip. I want to see this old school right here, uh, Steve. I want to see him throw a dip in and have a fucking dip and spit on the sideline. I don't want to see this soft fucking, uh, soft, uh, what is it? I'll say one thing. Pants wearing era coach. I will guarantee you one thing. Motor City Dan Campbell would never vape. He's not a vape. You know, he probably shotgun. Shotgun. He's dipping. That's what I'm You're right. He was shotgun Bud Lights on the sideline if he could. Yeah, man. Let me yeah, I have get you two things before you get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I got I got to ask. I, I love don't you love when I say that? I put it on a shirt by the way. <laughs> hey, hey, here's a new shirt right here, Steve. Mediocrity is the new excellence. Ah, words to live by. You are the modern day Aristotle. Yeah. I'm going to do I'm going to put that on a shirt, Steve. I'm going to put fucking Korean Cosell on a shirt. I'm going to put a fuck, I'm going to put Asians can be 6 foot 2. Yes. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, I don't know what happened to my jeans. On this, Peters. Um, I I don't mind this. This used to be football. This used to be football. Uh, take a shot, hit him in the gut on the pile. Um, better shot right here. Bam. Uh. Yeah. Um. Now I want to comp- I want you to compare that kind of with the whole. I just got to get your take because I got Matt's take. What's your take on this one? Uh, I got it in slow motion for everybody, too. I love the competitive edge in Tom, man. I like the slide tackles, team. I love that shit. He's got some nuts to him. Yeah, you know what? After that play, there shouldn't have been a flag thrown. They should have pulled out a yellow card. Whoop it. The- hey, Tom, just run to the sideline. Bro, <laughs> run to the safety of the sideline. You're not tackling anybody. I'm, and by the way, Marcus Peters, that's on brand. That's what he does. He's chippy, you know. And, and I, I think back in the old days, if someone did that, the running back would say, Okay, everybody, we're running a sweep right to his side. Lineman, you hold him up, you cut him. <laughs> a little bit of street justice. Yes. Style. Yes. Tom, I'm just telling you, Tom, Tom yesterday. There were times if that protection and that wall was not built, or you use like I, I mean, I've seen throwaways. Everyone does it nowadays. Foles did it this year. Foles looked like a guy who just said, "Okay, I got four games left in my career. Let me get out of here alive and not on a wheelchair." But Tom, yesterday, I'm like Tom, if this is what it's gonna be, you better go to a team next year that has the 1992 Cowboys offensive line. It's going to run the ball 40 times. By the way, Dallas, 
I think they were about 50-50 in run pass um, ratio. I thought it was a really good game plan. And the first two drives got stuffed. But as soon as they got Pollard going, the offense opened up. And that's what I think, Coach. Pollard needs to be the centerpiece of this offense one way or the other. Get him what the ball about this the kicker? God. You know what's funny, Coach? <laughs> I will give him credit, Brett Maher or Brett Misser. I've never been so – I've never anticipated a P18, a blowout, quite like last night. When it was 24 nothing, I said to somebody, I said on Twitter, I can't wait for the next Cowboy touchdown. I want to see if this guy can actually go 0 for 5. And I guess he missed one in Washington. So he missed five PATs in a row. So I think now McCarthy has an issue in terms of in what should be a much closer game on the road. And a lot of these playoff games are one possession games. Do you do you work out kickers this week? If you're the Cowboys coach, uh, it, that was straight mental, and I like the fact that he he kept kicking him, and I was like, "Oh, I love it! I love that he's kicking him." Da 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 da. And I don't know if people understand that as a coach, you have to kick that kid right at that spot because if you don't, he's gonna he's gonna be a mental fucking midget like Kyler Murray, right? But this so, is the worst time to do it, Coach. I, this reminds me. Of the 93 season with the Cowboys. Cowboys had a kicker by the name of Lynn Elliott. It's kind of inconsistent, but he was okay the first year. So in 93, he starts to miss a lot. And during the middle of the game after a miss, Jimmy goes, what's going on? And Lynn Elliott actually admitted, Coach, I've lost my confidence. I've got the yips. So Jimmy goes, well, I can't use you then. Next week, they picked up Eddie Murray who had a really good career at the Detroit Lions, steady veteran. And basically, they told Eddie, Eddie, we're not expecting you to be Morton Anderson. We know we're not getting 60-yard field goals, but as long as you make everything from 45 yards in and you make all the PATs, that's your job. And he did it. He was a very steady guy. I just, I'm telling you, I don't know if I trust Brent Misser going to Levi Stadium. Because that figures to be a really close game. You're going you, to – I've never seen – that was amazing. After the second PAT, I said, okay, start going for two. When he missed three and four, that is a more impressive streak than Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. Never seen anything like it. Let, let me ask you this. Uh before I get into – I'll end it with the Lamar Jackson take. I got I to gotta ask you about this right here. The NFL teams with the most cap space. Bears got 108 million. Um, the Falcons got 61. Giants are that's I I love the Giants spot. Mm. They have money to play with and they're in the playoffs. Seahawks are right there. I think their team, I think that Seahawks team is coming for the NFC. The Bengals are in the mix, which is crazy. The Patriots, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, and Raiders. Um what is it? What do the Bears do? Do you keep Justin Fields or do you uh, them? Here's another interesting take right here. Uh, here's your base salaries um, and your cap save. Look at that. I mean, this is a uh, look. That's Minnesota. Look at that. Mm, mm, Adam Thielen. Mm. What does Minnesota do? Minnesota and Chicago are two teams trying to get better while Green Bay struggles. Um, I got to ask you, I think you trade Justin Fields for Bryce Young and you trade up and get the Texans' number two pick. 
Whew. So the Bears should really get rid of their best running back, is what you're saying. <laughs> so I you oh, move him to running back and draft Bryce Young. <laughs> two two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um. I really do wonder what does the Bears hierarchy think of Justin Fields? Is he a very limited guy? Or was he a player limited by having no help outside? Because it's been a little bit unfair what they've asked Justin Fields to do, which basically is to play Superman uh, every single week. But that style of quarterback, look, he didn't even really make it through the whole season. He was injured by, what, week 13, all banged up in every game. It, it looked like he was just wore out and beat up. I think it's interesting. Um, by the way, as for the Giants with that cap space, I take care of two guys first and foremost, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and get him an outside receiver in the draft. I, I You were right on about Danny Dimes. I, I think he showed out that he is the quarterback of the present and future. That victory in Minnesota, I think, secured his long-term future. Him and Dayball work. Just get him a number one receiver, and I think you could really do some big things out there. Uh, if I'm the Bears, you're right. It's not going to go over with certain fan bases or segments of that fan base. But I think Bryce Young, my only concern is, Coach, he's not a big guy. Size is a factor. Chicago is a tough weather football city come November. So <laughs> those things like hand size are going to look at all that stuff. But I don't know if Stroud or Bryce Young are that Andrew Locke, John Elway level prospect where you're absolutely sure when you draft him, that's our quarterback for the next dozen years at a high level. That's the thing. How high are you on Bryce Young? You might be higher on Bryce Young than Justin Fields. Okay, but the second question is, putting that aside, is Bryce Young truly an elite quarterback prospect? Not just for this year, but I'm saying once you draft him, do you think, okay, that's our quarterback for the next decade? Are we sure I don't know about who that? These young cats are. I don't know if there's a one. I don't know if there's one in the league right now starting. Kyler, Lamar, Justin, Trey yeah. Lance. None well, of them. I, okay, there we go on Justin again. I will say Justin is a guy that I would invest into. The the college quarterback that I like is not the one coming out this year. It's Drake May from North Carolina. That's the guy that I look at with size, athleticism, arm talent, the throws that he makes. Drake May. Whenever he comes out, he's a top three pick. And I would say if he gets developed properly at UNC, that's a guy I'd hitch my wagon to. But unfortunately, he's not coming out. Let me you ask know? you this. Uh, Lamar Jackson, um, I don't. he didn't go to the game. Uh, you know, I, I have a huge problem with that. And then RG3 came out with this shit. And then Michael Vick combated that and basically said, strap it up, play. I had to play with a blown fucking MCL. Uh, RG3, who's as soft as a uh, baby shit, he he came out and basically says that. Uh, you know, he doesn't show up for the game. There's two issues here, Steve, that I have. The number one is not showing up to support Huntley, your, 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 your backup, who's been supporting you from every aspect, not just supporting you um, emotionally, but just in every aspect. Like, this is what you're supposed to do, Lamar. Uh, yeah. That's your leader role, leadership role as a quarterback. It's not in our job description to be a shitbird. He's starting to look like a shitbird to me. I'm starting to get a lot of fake ass good yeah. boy from him. Um, How about that Instagram message? Yeah, I mean, I, what the what is that? I like, mean, at the end of the day, the Ravens offered him a really big contract, but it wasn't fully guaranteed. 
and I said this to Whitlock, wait a minute, just because the Browns made an, a terrible, reckless decision with Watson, does that mean everyone else has to jump off a bridge? Yes. And by the way, when you play Russian roulette, which in essence, Lamar did, sometimes you get the click, sometimes you get the bullet. Okay? And here's the thing that gets me about RG3, talking about, well, I had to play in that playoff game. And my... Hey, RG3, I remember you didn't want to come out because Kirk Cousins was going to Wally Pip you. Yes. Are we doing that revisionist history? And then Shanahan did not handle that well. Shanahan just said, I'm the coach. Get your ass out of here. But I think everyone was under pressure. And, you know, Daniel Snyder's a nutty owner. You never know what's going on there. RG3, in that particular moment, wanted to play hero ball. And then here's the other thing. I get it. So maybe RG3, after that knee injury, is no longer that 4-3 sprinter. But last I checked, he never evolved as a pocket passer either. So, I mean, look, there's a narrative that RG3 is trying to push that the league and coaches pressured him and ruined his career. Oh, I know. I would say he's a partner in that. He had a large say in that. I think he's the most feminine, slap dick, woke fuck there is. Um, I don't know. I can't stand RG3. He's giving me the worst vibes. Uh, <laughs> hey, at least he's, at least he has the Hamlin jersey off. Not doing crisscross anymore. Can he, can he put this shirt on backwards? <laughs> See that that would I would endorse that though. I would endorse that if he if he put that shirt on backwards. Everything that we've said about him, we will officially rescind. What about that one? That yeah, that one. He should take his own advice too. You should. Th- and by the way, here's the other thing about RG three. He was not a popular teammate. I know. See, you could argue with Lamar that he has a lot of support in the locker room and within the city and the organization. Let's give him credit. He wins a lot of games. He's won an MVP, and he's the type of guy when he's on TV you watch. Just it's fascinating to see how good is he. What can he do athletically? Can he evolve from a technical standpoint? RG3, I remember the the opening game after his rookie year when they rushed him back. They played Philadelphia, and I think it was uh, Chip Kelly's first game. RG3 looked like he aged 50 years. They had no legs. He was limping around. I said, it's over. You could just tell it was over. So RG3 has to be more honest about what happened to himself. Whitlock's question to me, just like I'm asking you, like, what do you do in Baltimore? I mean, Harbaugh's won two playoff games in 10 years. Like Sean Salisbury said last night, uh, if you told me that, I would call you a liar. If I didn't really look that up, I would call no, you a liar. Look, like they've won he, more games. Coach, if he's giving out not-so-cryptic messages that if you don't take care of what you should have taken care of and this, this, and that, it looks to me like he's packing his bags. Okay, he's gone. I, I mean, so... But what you do, there's a bigger issue than Lamar, right? Like, you have to completely make a decision up top first with Harbaugh, don't you? Harbaugh wins, though. Two playoff games in 10 years. All right, and anyone can have an off decade. No, but I'm just saying, look, here's here's the thing. I get it. It's not trending well, but maybe they've gotten the most out of they can with Lamar, right? Um... Maybe, look, because I, I got the sense that Harbaugh is a little bit irritated by the end of the year about the free agency situation or the contract situation with Lamar, his status for the game. 
By the way, I like Melissa Stark. I think she's a real pro. I could not believe she asked Coach Harbaugh, are you thinking about replacing Huntley after one bad throw? And I'm thinking to myself, have you seen Anthony Brown? If you've seen Anthony Brown, there was no way Huntley was I, I didn't see Harbaugh's reaction. He went off on her? No, well, he didn't go off, but people got on his ass for being irritated. And, Coach, as if you've never been irritated in the heat of battle during a game, do you really want some lady sticking a microphone in your face? Hey, Coach, um, you going to make a quarterback change? What? I mean, I, again, I, I love to turn this into a sexist thing. Or, right, and he's or, rude. How can he do that? You, and, look, Melissa Stark is one of the very good ones at that job. But Huntley made one bad throw. He's been serviceable. And, again, you were not putting Anthony Brown in that game. He just simply is not ready, may never be ready, but he wasn't ready for that situation. But if you're the Ravens, maybe, and even though they're going to take some blowback, because I, I, I've i said this to Whitlock, Lamar Jackson is the most high-profile, popular Raven since the great Ray Lewis. So when, when you cut ties, because it looks like it's already cut, you're going to take some heat within the Baltimore community and your fan base is going to be pissed off. But you know what? Maybe in the deepest recesses of their mind, they're like, okay, can we get now a more traditional quarterback and rebuild this thing? And maybe that comes with the coaching change. Maybe they go completely. But I don't think Bashadi. I haven't heard any rumors that Bashadi is being, um, is looking at Harbaugh any differently. That, that's my view. I mean, I'm not, but I'm not an insider, but I don't hear any rumors about Harbaugh being on any type of hot seat. Uh, I gotta, I gotta ask you about this thing um, because I know that you are one of the uh, biggest, um, you're basically one of the biggest Ed Reed fans and showing shit. The greatest I chose not to. Oh, my man. But now my I'm out here walking happy. with the football team, Woo. picking up trash. But I'm mutting us. Man, get out of here, man. I should leave. I'm not even under contract doing this. I'm mutting us. Man, get out of here, man. They mutt me. These motherfuckers ain't even clean my goddamn office when I got here. I'm mutting y'all. Get your ass, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. All this shit here was trash in front of me. Who you think got this shit cleared out? That building right there got trash in it. It's fucking trash. What are you talking about? I need no goddamn donors to come out and help out because people just want money. That's why I don't, that's why I don't fuck with social network. <laughs> hey, so, you should appreciate that. that, so that, that that's something you should it. appreciate. Dion did it in the PC version. He does it like I would do it. <laughs> Uh, is Ed Reed going to get fired? No. Well, here's the thing. His most famous speech before that was the halftime of the 2001 Florida State game. We're kind of scuffling. We're winning. And, and Ed Reed said, Joaquin Gonzalez said, dominate. We ain't dominating. That This has replaced it. This has replaced it. Now, this is where Ed Reed was wrong. You are now representing an institution, one that is academic at that, the messaging, the way he delivered it, it's not going to play well under any setting. I wouldn't have cursed because, again, you are representing Bethune-Cookman. But the message itself, um, 
because if you look at the full video, there's a longer version. And Coach Hayes, shout out to Coach Hayes, uh, does a great YouTube channel himself. Had a long show about this. There are certain things that I know bother Ed Reed. And there's a famous story about Ed Reed of uh, one of his last years in Baltimore. He told his teammates, because he looked around the locker room, nobody was putting their towels away. Nobody was throwing away their tape and their gauze and socks were all over. And all the uh, the crew, these people that are making, you know, decent amount of money just trying to earn a living, were being forced to pick up players' underwear. And he basically said, I'm going to tell you this, guys, that's embarrassing that you're asking other adults to pick up your underwear and putting your socks in the bin. And can't you can't put your tape in the doggone garbage. If you can't have enough respect for yourself and other people, how are we ever going to win a Super Bowl? So that's something that's very personal with them, just that little thing. And I, I like that. Okay. I love it. I hate I I I used to tell I used to motherfuck my kids. Yeah. If they saw trash on the campus that was not theirs, I still said, pick it up. Why right. are you buy a fucking milk carton on the ground? I don't care if you didn't do it. Right. And so pick it coach, up. so coach Hayes showed other pieces of that video, and it and I could understand Ed Reed's frustration because they didn't even clean his office. Ed but so he walks into his office thinking at least it's gonna be clean, it was dirty. And he's like, What is this? And look, you can argue about the underfunding of HBCUs, how they don't get as much money as other institutions. But the argument you can also make is, but picking up an empty Doritos bag has nothing to do with anything except personal accountability and a little bit of pride. I wish, but Ed Reed, here's what happened. He responded to somebody on social media on the comments. I guess it was his version of Bruce Helms, right? So, and he, and he blew up. <laughs> and he blew up. <laughs> Fucking Bruce Helms. You're getting a shout out, Bruce Helms. Bruce Helms, you become quite popular to everybody in here. So, uh, so, look, but Ed is setting a tone that, hey, let's clean this. I mean, there was stuff on the field, like pallets and plates. And, and even Coach A's like, why is that on there? So, look, I'm not saying that there aren't issues in running an HBCU because money matters, funding matters, grants matter. But things like just not putting away things and putting them back in the shed, that has nothing to do with any of that. Let me ask you. Let, I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Ed Reed, I love you, dog. I like you. I love what you did. But go try coaching Juco, and you would never <laughs> even made that video. You would have never even made that fucking video, Ed Reed. And I'm just telling you, Steve, I've been in places where that is what is expected. Hey, hey Coach. No less than a shitty hey, ass coach. I read your book. I love the fact you actually literally built your own weight room and facility. I mean, you actually had shovels in the dirt. You got the pickaxe oh. going. You had, you had the sledgehammer. You, people say, well, I built this program. Yeah, but you didn't actually really build it. You actually built it. See, that's, that's building a program right Steve, there. Steve, I did it at Compton. I did it at San Bernardino. I've done it. I've done that shit everywhere. I put offices in everywhere I've been. As I like, people don't really realize. Ed Reed, I don't really feel sorry for you. I'm sorry, <laughs> messes, but go try coaching JUCO, homie. Look, I was surprised he took that job. I really was. I I know. I don't think there was room for him on the Miami staff, but you know, look, coaching at HBCUs is tough. Have you ever talked to anyone that's been to one of those schools? They will tell you that it's not this rosy picture that we saw on Different World, okay? It's not this idyllic setting at Hillman College 
It's not. Some of these places are kind of worn down, run down. Maintenance is an issue. And it had to look, even though Miami is now starting to finally invest into their football facilities. I've been there. I've been on the practice field. I've been at the Schwartz Center. It's still nice. It's not Oregon or Alabama, Texas level, but it's nice. And I, I think for Ed walking into uh, Bethune-Cookman, it's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice. And he's like, oh, gee. But I look, he put out an apology because I think he had to. But think about it. It's a natural human reaction. You get there. I'm going to open up my office and let's begin this. And all of a sudden, it looks like a storage room with all this dust on it. Oh, my God. What is that shit? (laughs) That's real, Steve. I know. It's the Calvin Klein ad. Look look at the de-evolution of our country. What about this one? What about this one? I mean, I do yoga. I can't even do that pose. I will give her that. I'm not even as flexible as old Hefty there. I'll give her credit. Wow. Hold on, Healthy. though. Healthy. I got a debate. Is that DJ Khaled? <laughs> no. <laughs> he did not play himself to that degree. No. That, that is Don't not himself. <laughs> hey, I got to be honest. He's got a bra on. Doesn't it look like him? Oh, God. What has happened to us? Hey, my buddy Chad sent me this, Steve, and I got to ask you your political stance on this one. 1992 to 2022, when we pass away, is going to be looked at as the desalinization point of America. I don't know if you think so. 92 to 2022, in that span, this is It's probably the last 15 years. It's probably the last 15 years that we have begun to push this. And with the term political correctness, which I don't really recall hearing till about the mid to late 90s, where we had to soften our language. You couldn't do locker room humor. Certain things were taboo. So I, that, yeah, it's a proxy. The infiltration, and that's what it really is, the infiltration of our culture is never rapid or sudden. It just seeps into it slowly. And it it just takes over one aspect of our society, almost like a virus, and it takes over. And before you know it, 20 to 25 years passes, and you look around, and certain things, certain traditions that we have within our fine country are either ruined or they are unrecognizable. So... I think there's a lot of validity to what your friend said. Oh man, it's unbelievable. Uh, Tom Brady, I had, uh, I have a take, and I and I know you're out of here. Uh, I think Sean Payton's a great fit in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady to stay there. Uh, I don't know if Tom Brady leaves anywhere else besides the Raiders, but I think he has to go. I said it before the season; this will be his worst year. I think the Bucks are going to be bad. They were. Uh, well, I have a question, Coach. Do you think them getting rid of Byron left, which really quickly is their way of saying to Tom, Tom, just stay here. We'll make changes. Yeah, I do. And it's okay. crazy. But I don't know if both – I don't know. See, I'm against – people are already commenting on Twitter, getting rid of Leftwich means Bowl stays. I don't know if that's well, – Well, I think well, Bowles may be gone. I'm not in Tom's inner circle yet. I get the sense if there's Bowles, there's no Brady. 
I do I mean, too. Look, that's my point. I do look, too. That's why I don't mind seeing the Sean Payton talk that nobody said yet. For all this talk that Belichick has gotten the worst end of this divorce, he may have. But you know what? I this is my view that in the deepest recesses of Brady's mind, he misses the structure of Belichick. Hell yeah, he does. He, he, he likes Bruce Arians getting after his ass. Yeah, I mean, I, Troy Aikman has always said it. The best part of my career was because of Jimmy Johnson, because there was structure, and I could be the good cop to his bad cop. But but I love the fact that we we're going to start practices on time. Practices were going to be tough. Everything was going to be tight. And once Barry Switzer was the nice guy, the players coach, he hated it. And there's probably a piece of Tom Brady that feels that the Patriot way, even though I got sick of it, I now miss it. Because sometimes you don't understand what makes you successful are the things that you don't want to do that you're forced to do on a regular basis. And Todd Bowles, he's a good football man, but he's another coach like Dan Henning, uh, Joe Bugle was another. There's a, there's a litany of really good assistant coaches that are not meant to be head coaches. Norv Turner was another guy. For some reason, they're just not a leader of a whole club. They can run one side of the football, but they can't run a team. Bowles gives me that feeling and just look at the track record. Hey, the slap, the slap nation on, as you exit this uh, beautiful talk that talk Tuesday uh, edition rendition, um, the slap nation has a new name for you. And it is the Yao, the Korean Yao Ming. <laughs> Wait, am I that tall? You're really six two. I am six two. I always I get know, two I told him that. I said, this guy's not fucking small. I always get this. Hey, uh, Man, you're tall for an Asian. Always get that. The other thing is, if people listen to me on the phone. I think you're tall for a Mexican, too. Right, yeah. Orale, orale. And the other thing I always get is, hey, man, I'm like I'm listening to you over the phone. You speak good English. Well, yeah, I've lived my whole life in America, okay? It's not like I was in Seoul, Korea three years ago, and I just took over a Korean air. I've lived here my whole life. I always say I'm an American. Hey, I I'm grew not up Korean. Being, I'm American. Know, I grew up on a phone. I was called the brother. Yeah. <laughs> you grew up on the phone. I'm sure they were calling you white, dude. Yeah, they're white. And, hey, they thought I was Steve Kim, not hey, Steve Kim, you know. Exception's yeah, <laughs> reality. Don't judge a book by its cover. This is a true story. Every time I have to call something, they want my name. I've had so many times, uh, yes, uh, Steve Kemp. No, 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 Kim. So now when they say, sir, what's your name? I go, Steve, K-I-M. I just spell it out because I guess because I don't sound like, uh, you know, I'm from Pusan. They always think it's Steve Kemp. So I always spell it out, Steve, K-I-M. Because it gets no more Korean than Kim. That's the most Korean name you can have is Kim. All right. Uh, hopefully, I get you on the, uh, the, later this week. Uh, no, absolutely. Let's do another week later. Uh, by the way, you watching the games at the Palace, the Brown yeah. Palace? Yeah, you want to there Sunday? What Thanks. a game! Wait, what a doubleheader! We'll talk about that later this week. But coach, that I'm just uh, this is a great doubleheader week. I cannot wait. What day is it? Are they both on the same day? They're on Sunday. You will see me Sunday afternoon. Let's go! I I, I made the best. I made the best pulled pork I've ever made on the smoker the other day, and the best ribs. Uh, we had like oh, we here playing poker. I, I won poker, by the way, Steve. I win <laughs> poker mostly. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, you're gonna have to put up with me. Uh, and by the way, I, I almost walked out. Uh, for all the fans out there, <clears throat> the coach 
coach did some blasphemy. He actually said Dennis Erickson is the greatest coach in Miami Hurricanes history over Jimmy Johnson. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I nearly walked out and almost boycotted and, and was never going to come back. But the food was too damn good, and I was hungry, so I said, I'll let that go. But I mean, I'm just I, saying, I, might, I might even argue Larry Coker. But anyway, um, that's worse than the Ryan Leaf shit you said. Get yeah, I see now you're trolling. See, this is come on, bro. Get, I am trolling on that. One. Larry Coke guy couldn't coach people to play dead. Hey, he built UTSA. Uh, you know, I give him credit. He did do that. But he, I've always said this: if Butch Davis never leaves, he's the original Nick Saban. And if get this. If Greg Schiano doesn't take the Rutgers job, my understanding is it would have been Schiano getting the. And I think Schiano, for a big a prick as he is, because I've heard he would have been a better leader than Larry Coker. Larry Coker, to me, um, nice guys don't always finish last, but they don't finish first enough. And Larry Coker got the bare minimum of what should have been a dynasty. That's all I'm going to tell you. But Erickson over Jimmy Johnson, oh, it's blast. That's like the Trestle Urban argument. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is, but both were – see, those two guys were both great coaches, though. I know. Both got – I mean, look, Trestle's track record from Youngstown State. He had Ohio State in an elite level. Um, and Urban, obviously, is an all-time great college coach. College. I don't believe in nice guys. I really don't. You can argue if player coaches work, but I don't think nice guys work. You need solid men that can lead, and you have to be hard. This is a tough game. Larry Coker, is, I've always said, when you describe a coach and one of the first things you say, oh, what a nice guy. I don't want him. That means he's not a good coach. It's like if someone's trying to set you off on a blind date. Well, what was she like? Oh, she's so nice. Pass, pass, pass. No, because that, that, that's who it is. I'm that's sure who she's very up, nice. I think she's shows a, up at your door. She's got a great personality. I guarantee she's got a great personality. And I'd be like, that's great. Pass. That's all I'm saying. I can't even do it. I just, my hamstring just locked up. No. Oh, my hand is flexible, though. I will my give fucking hamstring it. just locked up. Namaste to her. She is flexible. But yeah, but let's go back later this week, and I'll see you Sunday. Maybe put on a little New York steak there, have some fun, have some more debates, you know, stuff like that. You just hey, you, you got to play, play poker with us. You know what's funny? Well, being Asian, I only play pie gal. Just kidding. I, I, was, I, was, I was about to go there, but I didn't want to. <laughs> All right, I'll see you Sunday. I'll see All you right, brother. Talk to, you, talk to you later this week. All right, bro, later. Um, Pau Gal, man. Pie Gal, man. It's a great game, by the way, in Vegas. I love Pie Gal. Uh, hey, I really almost pulled my hamstring, though, uh, quite as kept. I might have to go get some Icy Hot on this motherfucker. Um, hey, man, we still got about 35, 40 minutes. Stay in here. I got to go get me a coffee, though, man, to finish this show up. Uh, got to get me a coffee. And uh, no better way than uh, going into some uh, Last Chance Q episode that will air tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific, live. Sean Salisbury and I, if you didn't watch last night's live super chat, it was hilarious. Sean's the best. Uh, I'll be back in three minutes. Segment of this show. Um, we're moving right along. Um, first and 10 is uh, brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB. Canadip CBD. We're right here. First down. It's first down. Uh, we're going to get into this. Um, this uh, this show, first and 10, right on the bottom there. Um, 
Trevor Lawrence, is he a bust, Sean? Uh, that is the question right now, the $10 million question, because that's what he's going to end up wanting uh, in his first rookie contract deal that he's going to end up expiring next year. Uh, he's probably going to want $50 million. Who knows what they get now? It's, the market has just been set so high. Um, and I got to be devil's advocate, Sean. Uh, I can't you wait to hear you. Him? You quitting on him? I you can't wait him to already? No, Jason Whitlock asked me the other day. Is He thinks he's a bust. And I said, listen, first of all, this guy went into – let me just go start here. Let me start here, Sean. You know better than anybody. How many quarterbacks can you name on your finger, on your hand, that has gone to a horrible organization and has been blossomed, been good, been great? I mean, Peyton Manning, I believe, without Edrin, you know, he had to get Edrin James at the right time. He had to get Marvin Harrison at the right time. Troy Aikman, he had to get Emmitt. He had to get that old line. He had to get Michael Irvin at the right time. Uh, his first year, he went one in 15, Sean. So, like, how many guys really blossom on bad organizations? And I got to be devil's advocate here, Sean. Trevor Lawrence went into a team last year with Urban Meyer, who rather not fly back with the team, who was a college guy, just not was not ready. College guys don't translate to NFL. NFL guys don't translate to college. I don't care what you say. There's only been two humans in the world that has done both, Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll. So I don't see it. I think the guy deserves a chance. I think he's talented. Um, I just I, I, I just asked the question, Sean, what is Eli Manning if he didn't demand a trade right. when he got drafted by the Chargers? Is he Phillip Rivers with no Super Bowls? Or probably. is he Eli Manning? Oh, I think you're probably correct about that. And I, I think it's horseshit, honestly. For All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, wrap this thing up the last few years. Uh, Russell Gage suffered a neck injury and concussion in the fourth quarter. Russell was taken to a local hospital where he remained overnight for additional testing. Russell has had movement in all extremities and will continue to undergo additional testing today. We will provide additional information as it becomes available per the media of the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers media release on Russell Gage. So clap it up for Russell Gage. Um, love to see that. Um, Steve Wilsey, come on, man. Water in the morning? I drink water. It's right here. I drink the water during the show. Make sure you head on over to CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB. And head on over to CoachJB store, man. We got the But What Do I Know t-shirts. And we have the Mediocrity is New Excellence t-shirts as well. I might even throw a Fat Bits t-shirt in there. I might do a Fat Bits t-shirt. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. I fuck them all. I have that t-shirt available as well on the show, on the website, CoachJBStore.com. Um... Let me get to a few things uh, before we wrap it up. I got to go run to uh, – I got to go make a couple runs today. And then uh, Sean Salisbury and I will be back tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific. We're going to have an episode of Last Chance Q. We're going to break down jo uh, Brock Purdy. We're going to break down some uh, – last night, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Uh, we'll break down some film tonight for all you football advocates out there. Uh, 
Let me uh, let me get to a few things uh, real quick. All right, um, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if it could have been mapped out any better. So they avoid the Chargers, who I think could have matched up well with them. And I believe the Chargers play the Chiefs very well. They avoid the Chargers. Kansas City's 4-2 and versus the Chargers over the last three years. However, three of the four wins were by three points. uh, The other by six points. Aside from the Bengals, the Chargers played KC better than any other team over the last three years. They play the weakest team remaining in the tournament and arguably the least physical team alive after a bye in the Jacksonville Jags. They will contest the winner of Buffalo-Cincinnati in a neutral field after those two teams come off a very, very tough-fought game. Whoever comes out of Cincinnati-Buffalo game is going to play Kansas City most likely, but I don't, I'm not I, – I think Jacksonville is going to come play hard. Peterson understands Andy Reid, by the way. We're going to get into that later. I'm just talking about the path that my good friend, Mr. Hadley, sent me. Circumstances permits. Them avoiding them taking a trip to Buffalo, and they could get Cincinnati at home in Kansas City or in Atlanta against Buffalo. If Mahomes doesn't lead the Chiefs to an AFC title this season, he is overrated, FYI. And I love that Mr. Hadley believes that. Because that is my narrative. He's overrated. So I like that he's uh, come to those agreements. And I love the stats that he's given me on that. That is a really, really good uh, point. Um, I thought the Chiefs, uh, Chargers could have played KC well this week. But now they get Jacksonville. Then they get a, they get a team. They get a game. They get a game that wasn't really played but now we're going to see Cincinnati have to go to Buffalo and play um uh I don't know we're gonna see um is Bruce Arians walking away from the Bucks was that the biggest loss for the Bucks this year over last night's game because I think Bruce Arians brings that team some structure and foundation that they don't have with bowls I, it gives them animation on the sideline. I don't care what you say. If you're not animated, your players are going to be flat. Your players reflect their leader. Their leader's Todd Bowles. He's about as fucking interesting as a goddamn funeral. He's about as fun as a fucking funeral. At least with me, you may not be getting fun, but you're going to be animated around my motherfucking ass, and my players are going to be animated and understand the energy starts with me. I don't understand in the professional football world, even though they make money, and you want to say motivation is driven by the money they make. Well, you can argue that, but I also argue you still need motivational people in front of you. You still need motivation. So Bowles is not that. Arians was that and proved to be that. So do Tampa Bay consider a run at Sean Payton? I think Sean Payton would be great there. And would he love to play his old New Orleans Saints team every year twice? I don't know. That's that's why I brought it up last night with Sean Salisbury. Sean Payton to Tampa, paving the way today by getting rid of Leftwich. Bowles is next. Payton comes in. Offense revamped. They already have weapons. Sure up the O-line. 
Get you a fucking defensive coordinator who understands fucking coverage. And let's roll. I love it. If you're going to continue to play. If you're going to continue to play. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. They say uh, Antonio Brown sent explicit photos to victim's son. I guess disgusting actions. Uh, Steelers Nation posted it. I don't know what he did. I don't, I don't care. I think this guy is the fucking epitome of the fucking shitbird uh, society that we are in. Antonio Brown is a piece of shit. Apparently, he sent... Um, he sent... Let me look here. Apparently, he says he sent a private text message sent from Ben Roethlisberger. He shares a private text message sent from Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know what he did. I haven't read it. I'll have to talk about this tomorrow. I'll look into it. But he apparently he's sending explicit videos to my son's phone is what they're saying. I don't know who it is. Um, apparently, he did it in Dubai. He did it in everywhere. Who knows? This guy's a fucking weirdo. Um, contrary to belief, though, just so everybody knows, Tom Brady is 14 and 11 in his last 25 non-divisional NFC South games. 14 and 11. And the Saints own him in the regular season. And he doesn't really fare well versus Carolina. Uh, 14 and 11 in the last 25 non-divisional games. Just throwing that out there. So, um, you know, it is what it is, dog. I believe I believe Leftwich was first on the firing block, and I believe Bowles is next. If they want to have a shot at going after Sean Payton, I believe they fire Bowles. I believe Bowles will be the DC for somebody else. That's how there's some jobs open. Like, how about you hire that motherfucker in Minnesota? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. So, I don't know. And does Bruce Arians get back in the fold? I would like to see Bruce coach again. But maybe he said, I'm done. I, I don't want to see it no more. But Bruce Arians, I would love to see an old school cat on the sideline walking the sideline again. Um, I would love to see that. But who knows? Maybe we see it. Maybe we don't. Uh, I don't know. But, uh We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We got a lot of a lot of things are out there uh, that's going on. I don't know where we stand, what's going to happen, but we are. Uh, there is a lot of things out there that can happen right now. There's still five jobs open or four jobs open. Uh, we're going to see who ends up getting uh, these gigs, Arizona, Carolina, um, who hires some guys in coordinated roles. Uh you know, I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see. It's going to be interesting. Um, and, you know, there's people that get fired later on, too. So we'll see. Just as long as we don't have electric stoves, I don't want to see them. I don't want to have them. Um, and, 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 and I tell people all the time, dog, the enemy's not a head coach. Leftwich is not a head coach. Bowles is not a head coach. There's head coaches out here that just don't need to be it. Dennis Allen's not a head coach. Steve Wilkes is a head coach. He's proven it. 
So I like Steve Wilkes in, in that role, but who knows? Um, we'll see. Hey, it's been real. I got to get out of here. I got to go get ready. Uh, and then I'll see you again tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific on Last Chance Q with Sean Salisbury. I got a lot of work to do today. We're going to get after it, build the show out. We're going to get some more videos out on YouTube so we can start promoting the show and grow the show. So right, make sure you retweet it. Put it on our story, even though I don't have Instagram right now. We'll see if I get it back or not. Who knows? Maybe I won't. But I'll never be back again if I don't. I'll tell you that much. Hey, fool me once. I'm a, you're a fucking bitch. Fool me twice. I'm a bitch. You ain't fooling my ass twice. I ain't coming back. Unless somebody pays me a lot of money. Let me retract that statement. Do you pay me a lot of money? I'll come back. If not, fuck you. Hey, I love y'all. I can't wait to see you tonight or tomorrow morning again. God willing. I'll see you in uh, 21 hours. Appreciate all you guys, man. And uh, go on and get you some new gear at CoachJBStore.com. I'll holler at you tomorrow or later on tonight. Peace.